XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony Channel. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Let's get down to it, Boppers. Little Walter doing his thing. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez show. I want science is now calling a Wednesday Wednesday. Um, and the heat wave hit us like a tropical heat wave. Oh. Well, how a heat wave? Just a disgusting fucking humid hump day. The beauty of this is today's the first day of summer. Um, last night was summer's eve, so refreshing. But today, summer starts and it feels like uh, dead in the middle of summer, sharks biting people. No, reach out and touch faith. Uh, is that what your phone is set up like that for? I wish. Yeah. That's just Blackberry. They must be big fans. Crackberry, I like to call it, because I always have to have it with me. Can't get off this thing. 
thing I'm constantly texting. It's like smoking crack. I sucked some dick to send a text message <laughs> yesterday. It was fucking nuts. I like now the way like that has just been accepted by a lot of people who would never dream of smoking crack. Where you're just like your grandmother's eating potato chips. This is like crack to me. It's like sucking on a glass dick. I just got out my rock. <laughs> fucking high is the kite right now. Um, someone just uh, wrote to me, Summer's Eve is a brand of douche. Yes, that's why I did the joke. <laughs> that was it. Summer's V. Ha hail to the V is their fucking... <laughs> Is it? Hail to the V. That's right. Um, Hicks, let's let you get started. I know Fez has got a gay story. And as he told me, ah, 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 ah. Uh, So he'll be getting to that. It's about, I guess, every person is turning gay or something. <laughs> I don't want to turn don't gay. Doesn't, it's, you'll like it, it's underage. So... We've gone from, you know, a gay a day to an underage gay a day. Oh. I might even let them do it first before we get into the show. Uh, or you want to do your sh the show first? Should we start the show or start with Fez's stuff? Let's start with yours. What do you okay. got? All right. So um, there was a cell phone video came out from a uh, art gallery in Houston. Yeah. A young uh, Mexican artist. Why do you got to say that he's Mexican? What's that, the matter? That, that's part of the story. Okay. Named Uriel Landeros. Rolled up into a art gallery, to a Picasso, and then put a stencil over it. Basically, tagged it. They yeah, tagged it. He tagged it with his own stencil. Tagged that shit. It was like a, it's like a bull getting killed. So here he took this uh, piece of art by Picasso, uh, probably the most popular artist on the planet. Yeah, his, uh, the tagged it with his graffiti. Uh, look, because he's looking for fame and fortune. You, of course, helping to spread his name out there, as as if he did something important. Yeah, he um, he says this was art, and he did. He, this is what Picasso would have wanted. I remember, I heard this lecture on Picasso where he said, "I hope everyone just paints all over my paintings." <laughs> really, that would have nothing would make me. Um, uh, happier than if everybody did that. Um, I guess Uriel's in the right then. I look like an asshole. Yeah. Um, by the way, um, Cedric the Entertainer tweeted, Hey, this was awesome yesterday. Thank you all who came out live and all that listened. Super dope. This is super dope. Yeah, we had a super dope day. It was Cedric. super dope. It was great. We're going to start using the word super dope more and more. All right, so let me ask you this. Yes. Super dope or vandalism? <laughs> Does anyone in the world think super dope? Vandalism is what I'm thinking right There's now. There's no one would think anything but vandalism. And I guarantee you, this guy is going to go to fucking jail for this. Yeah, it's the facing million, uh, millions and millions of dollars. You can't fuck right? around with that. You cannot fuck around with it. I mean, Banksy did so, somewhat. He just put, put his own picture up on a wall. Banksy's it was actually hysterical. Yeah, it was great. Because he went and put a picture on a blank wall, <laughs> and it looked exactly like it belonged there. It's like a really nice frame and shit. Because here's the thing. If someone had, like, an old bicycle and left it in the museum, there would be certain people who would be stopping and looking at it going... I guess what he's saying is that the transportation infrastructure in this uh, country is getting old. 
I don't know what it is, really. I need someone to tell me. Well, that's my bike. Uh, but China. I can't imagine anyone, uh, whether they're into art or not, thinking that tagging a Picasso helps. Now, I guess you could say having the guy videotape your vandalism and putting it out there, you know, I guess you could say that leads to some kind of art discussion. I will tell you this, and people like you are doing everything you can to help him. He's going to get, he'll probably do some jail time, but he'll come out of it and have like a gallery show somewhere. Oh, shit. Because you... I'm sorry, Fuzz, I interrupted you. Well, these why are these Picassos so readily available that someone can hit it with spray paint? Have you never been to a museum? I've been to a museum, but you would think it's a Picasso. Somebody you know, would they, be standing there to run interference. They couldn't stop you from doing this. There's a few works of art now that they put under glass. Uh, Starry Night over at MoMA is under glass. And quite frankly, it's kind of a shame. But before that, I actually know someone who touched the painting. Did they get fucked up? Fucked no. With or just... No. All right. Uh, but there is very few paintings that, once you're in a museum, if you were a lunatic who wanted to spray paint or slash, yeah, uh, you would be available to do it. In the same way as that you could shoot another human being. I mean, why would the Picasso be any more guarded than, let's say, Tom Cruise is when he goes out somewhere? There's fucking lunatics in the world. But I don't think that you really want to have your paintings under glass either. I don't think that's the purpose of it. Take something away from it, right? It does to me. Um, It does feel like uh, you are separated from from the painting. But yeah, if you wanted to, you could go to a concert and get close enough to, I don't know, shoot or stab a singer. No. Sorry, but that's just the way the world works. Um, I, uh, It almost reminds you of that thing like when you're in an airplane now, how they make, they're patting down kids like, hey, we never know. We do know. Not everybody's a lunatic. Okay. The vast majority of the people are not out to hurt other human beings or do something to art. Or use their kids to mule explosives. Yeah, very rarely happens. Um, Kevin, Kevin, you're on the Rana Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Is it just, is it just a Picasso paintings or is it uh, whatever? But wasn't there a big fat lady that fell through a Picasso painting a couple years ago at the New York Gallery? I never, I don't remember that story of a big yeah. fat lady who uh, fell through. Um, Scott, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. It's not a, just a Picasso, it's a better Picasso. Hmm. Gotcha. A woman fell into a Picasso painting at the Met. Well, you know, there's a ton of Picassos out there, just so we know. This isn't one thing where, like, there's seven paintings. I mean, I've been to small museums in really little towns, and they'll have Picassos. Because the guy just painted constantly. Just a Dan Pound absinthe. 
I don't think he's ever drank absinthe. I don't know who you have him confused with. I guess Van Gogh. I'm a jackass. Yeah. I might be retarded. Or I know I am. Maybe your jackass could be doing something to a painting. <laughs> yeah, I set the fucking mom on fire. Well, Isn't this great? What I'm going to do as a way of getting even yeah. is I'm going to go out places and find out where some of this graffiti is. Yeah. And I'm going to hang Picassos over it and say, how do you fuckers like it, gangbangers? Your fucking tag looks like shit now, huh? Yeah. Now. <laughs> now it looks like shit. Um, we're going to be putting the uh, a Spike Lee thing up on the uh, site a little bit. Hell yeah. Red Hook. Oh, shit. Red Hook Summer. That sounds awesome. Red Hook Summer. Have me a blast. But speaking of all that, um, I'm pretty sure the kid's going to have his song in today. I think he even owes a song, right? Yeah, the, the duet. Um, AJ, you're on a fez. Hey, isn't it just standalone art until someone's put graffiti on it? You know, that's actually cruel and mean, and it's about time that Fez has gotten over that piece. Yeah. And what Fez was trying to say is no one has ever eaten a blueberry by itself. Always in a fruit salad, maybe. Except for Opie, who eats them every day, and then there's always a basket sitting next to Fez when he comes in, which probably had the reason why he was talking about that. It's not a, it's not a, stand, it's not a standalone fruit. It's not a standalone fruit. Is there any, uh... Jeez, oh, don't. Okay. And Fez is turning up the sound on it. <laughs> I can't run from it. All right, put it up then. Have your glory. Here we go. Now, the blueberry is one that can't work on its own. It has to have something with it, like the kiwi. It's uh, not a, a standalone fruit. Um... You know what works there? Can I just say, Fez? What's that? Your commitment. There's just a certain commitment that gives it all the more power. It's almost a year since this happened. Just Is that right? Just about, yeah. It was during the grand jury days when this happened. You, oh, was that? You left the studio to split a sandwich with me. And then <laughs> that's when he was alone. And then this went down. Were we live then, or do we just leave that on his tape? I know I never found out about it until... Yeah, afterwards, because we had... Yeah, it. me and you were outside eating real quick, <laughs> and it was going to be like, Fez, do, like, run with it. And then you just had a bad moment in here alone? Got, yeah, and just completely the brain locked up. And now Mitch just... and Mary are uh, circling around you. And, by the way, they get a big kick that I call them that now. Oh, yeah. They came down high-fived me yesterday. Yeah, that's strange. No, I think it makes sense. Um, Jim, you're on the run of Fest show. Pablo Picasso never got called asshole. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Um, all right. Oh, here's what happened. I had a sandwich. This is being sent to me. And Hicks was in the other room, so I was taking him half my sandwich, as I did today. I don't know what it is, but if I have a sandwich and I see Hicks, 
I give them half. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Sometimes in my neighborhood, you could yell half and get half of people's food or hunks, and you could just take a hunk of it. Nice. Yeah. Get a little snack. You could have a little snack if you yelled out before they yelled no humps, no hunks, <laughs> no halfies. You got to be on top of your shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> You're going to be constantly. Um, let's go over to Joe in Tennessee. You're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Fezzy. Yes. You know what you need to do, buddy? Get you some of those fake ice cubes and leave them there for Opie whenever he decides to come back as a constant reminder to his screw-up for calling ice tea ice, or calling ice cube ice tea, or ice tea or ice cube. I don't know if he'll get it. It seems like kind of a stretch. Uh, what do we got up on the, on the iBang right now? What's the Red Hook all about? Oh, boy. I gotta just tell you, E sent this in. Oh shit! Yeah, Red Hook Summer. There's the poster. This looks fucking great. I understand they weren't too crazy about it in Sedance. Really? Sedance. Sedance? Huh? They yeah. weren't fucking feeling it. No. Well, it's like fucking Lee. Chill out. Odd thing is, Red Hook South filled with mostly white people. I should do Red Hook Summer and just have be have it be about a food co-op. Yeah, exactly. Red Hook used to be considered one of the most dangerous places on the planet. Hor- horrifying, yeah, like yeah. really fucking south, like really south of Park Slope. Just, yeah, just there's no there's no trains there. There's just no fucking. You just have to take a shitty bus to actually get around the neighborhood. It's and it was just shit. It was just a really bad neighborhood. And it was just, um, it was like fucking danger mouse. Yeah, like really right right by the water. It was just shitty. Eric in Houston, you're on the run of fest. Hey, I just want to let everybody know that Dave Chappelle is going to be uh, coming to Houston tonight for a special show. He's been doing like a little stand-up comedy thing here in Texas. He went to Austin last night in Dallas a couple of nights ago, and he'll be he'll be here at the Improv tonight. So How do you, you know this on, for a fact? I do know it for a fact. Tickets go on sale at noon, so everybody get your tickets. What is- I wanted to remind Fez that if you juvenate something, you make it young. If you rejuvenate it, that means it was young before, and now you're making it young again. If you just juvenate it, it was never young to begin with. Yeah, we really got to get off the juvenate baby cakes. That fucking, that is no place we want to be right now. We're only misusing that word. Let's stay off of it. It's not even a word. Uh, Frank. In Florida, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fizzy, would you want to drop the, the re part from the word renege? All right. What's wrong with you, Frank? God damn it. What the hell is wrong with <laughs> you? What the f- Why would you, you fucking You live in a fucking that? place of racism? Goddamn 
Um, Kevin, uh, Minneapolis, you're on the Run Fez show. Uh, this is Kevin from Minneapolis? Yeah. Um, Ron, you were always turning people on to good music. Uh, there's an artist out of Austin, Texas, called Alejandro Escovedo that has a new album out called Big Station, and it's, uh, really good stuff. All right, I'm going to definitely look into this, because... I'm a big fan now of the Texas singer-songwriters, and I'm going to trust a lot of stuff that comes out of Austin. Now, this gentleman, when I see his album, I'm going to tag it as a way... No. It's vandalism. The guy worked hard on that album cover. Here you go. Okay. Alejandro, big station. So there he is. What's his name? Alejandro Escovedo. Big stage. He's the guy who tagged the Picasso yesterday. No. So best of luck to him. Different artist. Matt in Queensbury. Hey, guys. Hey, Fezzy. I'm just wondering if maybe that teacher wasn't a gay his own self, and maybe that's why he didn't say anything. He was getting free looks at uh, gay porn during class without oh, getting in trouble. Oh, that's disgusting. Did any of the kids get hard or any of them oh, gay? Oh, God. I, I want to know. These are children. I don't know why we're discussing them in their little gym shorts. Just curious. I believe some of them did pass the test. Now, what are you basing that belief on? Uh, that they also said that some of them were uh, masturbating in class. <laughs> what the fuck? What the hell's going on in this class? A jack public party? School. This is public school. I went to public school, and there was never any circle jerks that I was the least a part of. <laughs> well, this is why it's the news, because it doesn't happen all the time. We treat it as if it's a fucking craze going across the country. Oh, speaking of crazed, yeah. I got some bad news. Oh, no. The Franklin basement party has been canceled after a call from the city. Oh, fuck. So Franklin uh, texted me and said, what did Craze say on your show? And I said, nothing that should have raised suspicion, just that there were hash brownies and people hiring. Getting fucked up. And I go, he's your hype man. Instead of fucking bitching about him, you should be cutting him in. The vroom, vroom, room. it's closed. Um, for the time being, yes. Oh. Um, I was looking forward to going there and fucking that place up. Yeah, we're still going to go. <laughs> uh, let's go over here to uh, Chad. 
Hey, what's up, man? Uh, hanging in Rehoboth Beach there. Uh, Rehoboth. Yeah, so we know gay down here. Um, sure. Fezzy, do you think that, it, I, I got a feeling, do you think that English teacher was also the either the baseball coach or the football coach? I would think that that would piss you off. What was he the coach of? And later, are you going to go down the Rusty Rudder? Because, yeah, you know. We, we, and have a rum and coke? Got all kinds of uh, hairy arm hair ho- uh, hand holding guy here on their little boardwalk. You know how it is. I know how it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. A lot, a lot of crazy things going on uh, in the dark corners of the bottle and cork. Okay. Have good fun at your beach house. Are you going to get on it in a boat later? <laughs> Put, hey, get the boat in the water and let's all go out. All right. And I ain't going to go any closer to Ocean City. Never, never going to any closer to that. No way. All right. You guys want to snort some cook? <laughs> 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Mike, Canadia. Mike, we got you? Oh, yeah, I'm here, guys. Morning, fellas. Uh, Ron, you were talking about Bottle Shock yesterday morning. Yes, uh, I was. Um, Alan Rickman, Bill Pullman. Yes, fine. they're all in the movie. Yeah, uh, and Americans putting one over on Snooty French. Yeah, Apple. that's Super the plot. Movie. Super movie. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Hicks, uh, weather yeah. here is uh, awesome, hot and humid, and my dope plants are rocketing out of the ground like freaking weeds. See you, boys. Peace. Bye. And I didn't say it was such a great movie. I said it was a beautiful movie to look at, and I want to open up a vineyard somewhere and make our own Chardonnay. That's all. Shit, that sounds great. Get fucking wrecked. Just us and some Mexican guys just constantly getting dirt under our fingernails. The vineyard always looks pretty. Like, it is. rows of fucking grapes and shit. Yeah. That's what you got to And then they take the fucking grapes and they crush (laughs) into wine. Yeah. (laughs) They age it. Maybe Pips will go with us. I don't know. Great. Uh, 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 uh. Um, John, New Mexico. Hey there, Ronnie B. Hey, I want to uh, agree with Fez. You know, those kids are exposing themselves to it. So why don't we just ban gay porn? (coughs) He doesn't know what he's doing. He thinks he's coming out in favor of something, but it's You can get rid of it. Uh, We'll make more. You've made gay porn? I've made beard porn. I've never really made actual hardcore gay porn. Would you, would you think you'd, if you were ever in a relationship, you would make porn? Oh, no, no I can't shoot a video of me having sex. I, I've never understood people that have a sex tape. What if you're mad? And then they're shocked that it gets out there. So you think that you're such a big star that your gay sex tape would get out there in other <laughs> places? I don't know if there could be a bad breakup and then that thing is floating around the internet. Whatever. Anything could go wrong if that if that tape is available. You may hold yourself in a little higher esteem than I think belongs there. Amateur gay porn. Uh, Jim, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. I think we need to have uh, Craze and Franklin head over to the Bubbo Q. You know, United Front. What do you think? Um, that Bobo Q is going to be going crazy. She's going to get wild. 
Ian Hicks are bringing bath salts so that everyone's going to smoke them up and get fucking wild in the streets. Yeah, we're getting fucking wrecked. Wild in the streets. That fucking place is going to be crazy. Yeah. I can't even understand what's going on. It's going to be summer of sand by the time we're done with the Bobo kill. Yeah, there's some plenty of weapons there. The fucking Bronx is going to be burning. It's just going to get crazy. That high? No chance. Bobo's talking about having t-shirts that just spray-painted on it, say, up against the wall, motherfuckers. And it just shows people going the fuck off, burning, looting, going crazy. <laughs> fuck, now I don't even have to wear a shirt to the party now, because I'll have one waiting for me. Sure. Just fucking come in with just your jeans and a pair of suspenders, <laughs> like your normal summer look. <laughs> where's so your shirt, fucking... <laughs> Yo, Bo, where's the shirt's at? What do you mean, Bo? We're calling each other baby cakes. Uh, I just got something sent to me from Jenny Hunt oh. that said, get out of water. Get out of water. Sharks in the water, cages in the water, our shark, our cage, water, coke, house, home. You coming home? No, I'm not going to your house. Come on home. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Now, talking about porn, the Octomom porn uh, teaser is up on the iBank today. And I'm going to say this. I don't know if it's porn if you're alone. I just don't know you if I would consider it porn with just one person. It's it's an asterisk on that. It's masturbation porn. I think she she fucks herself with a dildo in this. I think. I, I mean, by the trailer, looks like she's just touching herself. But I'm sure some sex toys show up. You should do some thumbs up, thumbs down on porn. Get a fucking show going. <laughs> I don't think... Our... That could be a part of your Davey Mac sports show. Sport. Where he just throws it to you with porn corner. <laughs> or so, porner. So, Dave, after we talk about these sports, we get to the real porn talk. <laughs> Did you uh, talk with uh, Polo, who wants to be on the show again? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah, take He's care got in his head that he wants to talk about adjusted grosses for movies. Yeah. Something anyone could look up if they wanted to. He's all about it, though. He really wants to fucking break it down for us. <sighs> I like that she, that the Octomom's dancing in certain scenes here. Well, he's dancing, working it. She the funny th- she ought to keep the octo theme going, and if she's uh, doing herself with a dildo, make it an eight-pronged one. She, you know, the odd thing is if you didn't know she was Octomom and you met her in a bar, you might. Whatever, yeah, it's just fucking... You might. But then, but if you hear the octo, I go... Yeah, the octo is going to be a turnoff. All right, no thanks, lady. 14 fucking babies popped out of your snatch. Yes, that's where it would go. God damn. Shit must be a train wreck. Get out of water. Get out of water! That's a lifeguard down at Rehoboth. <laughs> Get out of water! It's hysterical. Look, you can check out some areola there, like fucking 16 Stop inches. It. 16, 16 inches? That, that's six, a lot. 16 seconds. That's in. seriously, that's like having a trash can lid for a fucking nipple. <laughs> that's something for the boys. Four of Akron crushing, fucking people up. Oh, we got the tape of the. Little kid that uh, wanted the Miami Heat to lose. It's awful when you're a little kid and you fucking think, oh, my dad's right. I'll just cheer along with him. Oh, no. Don't. And you end up broken fucking hearted, torn apart. 
Your mom making an ass out of you by fucking taking a video of you and then uploading it. Just crushing this kid for the rest of his life. This ain't coming off. This ain't coming off YouTube. Don't hate a two. Don't hate a one pointer. If I win, squash. squash. The Thunder Valley's my me. It's no fair. Don't you like LeBron James? There he is. I hate him. <laughs> Why? You don't know. Maybe you are born that way. I don't know. Look at this little fucker. I hate If he gets around to saying the reason why he hates him, it's because of race. I'm going to fuck this kid up. He learns from his parents. All right, here's a piece that's up on Good Question today. This comes to us from Reddit. A Redditor? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Redditor. Uh, videotaped himself telling his uh, his sister's boyfriend, no mo, you are out of her life, you're a cheater, fuck you. So let's put up some of this and take a listen. And to have a secret camera going on is just amazing to me. I'm not cheating on your sister. I've talked to them on the phone. I know for a fact you are. I'm, I have I'm text not. messages. Dude. I'm not, though. One chance to come clean. You can do it right now. Like, you can be honest. I am being honest with you, David. I'm, I'm not. That's, that's just the way that it is. I, I wouldn't make that mistake again. I've made it once already. I mean... Look, either you're the liar or the text messages from your phone number, the phone calls that I've had with these people are the liars. And it's really hard when I have direct pictures of text messages from your phone number, calling other girls baby, asking them to sleep with you. Baby kids. I haven't done that at all. You have. You definitely have. I, I haven't, but, and I, like, I'm, I'm sorry that you would think that, but I, I would never do that again. I've made that mistake once. I mean, I've, I've talked to them. I know you have. Like, it, there's no question. Like, you, you're lying to my face. No, I'm not lying to you, David. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit there and lie to you or your dad or your sister. You know, I've made that mistake once before, and I would never do that again. I would never cross that line ever again. Okay. Well, I mean, look. You know, it, it's, it's very upsetting because I know that there's people that would say that I am, and they... No, dude! You know what's f***ing upsetting? is the fact that you're lying to me right now. I'm not lying I've to I've seen you. the text message, Chance. I'm not retarded. I didn't fly 2,000 miles because I didn't what? know or I wasn't sure. Shut the f*** up! You are lying! I'm not lying, David. I Listen, wouldn't do that. You are not moving in with my sister. And you are not marrying my sister. Okay. That's it. Okay, that's fine. That's and it. That's, okay. Do not call her. Do not talk to her ever again. You're a liar, and you're pathetic for coming in here and telling me that. I've talked to these people. They've told me what you've said. I know for sure what's going on. There is no doubt. This isn't a joke, dude. This is my sister's life. You're f***ing it up. She loved you. The f***'s wrong with you? Nothing is wrong. Get the f*** out of here. Well, first of all,
Let's just say that the boyfriend couldn't be a bigger pussy. What a fucking bitch. He's just sitting there taking it from this dude. Well, the dude got in an airplane and fucking flew back. But see, here's the downside of this. And it's a very difficult thing. But when you try to save your sister from a dude, uh, save your niece from a dude, your daughter from a dude, oddly, you end up pushing them together. It's a fucking horrible situation. So this guy might feel good. Oh, look, I chased old baggy shorts off. But it may only cement her more in their life. So what is the basic question today up on good question? What's a brother to do? Does it help to get involved in the love life of a sister, daughter, niece, or friend? Or is it really none of his business? And it's up to the girl to take responsibility for her own love life, including dealing with the repercussions of bad choices. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here to Mark. Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, baby cakes. This guy's a creep. Why is he so involved in his sister's affairs? Well, because he does love his sister. See, now a lot of people will think, if you love your sister and you are looking out for her, somehow you have incestuous feelings. So they will always slap you down with that. Doesn't sound like this guy had any incest for women. <laughs> this, stop being that way. So you're already, you're saying never get involved in your sister's life. I'm saying talk to your sister. Don't, you know, come on. Acting like a badass in front of the guy. All right, but you what, know, all right, let's suppose this. You have a fucking sister, right? And you find out that her uh, boyfriend, who she loves, drug dealer, connected, blah, blah, blah. I mean, at some point, you got to say, do I step in? Now, I will tell you this. I don't think I made this mistake too many times as an adult. But I did it when I was a kid of attempting to save girls in my family. And it always blows up in your fucking face. Oh, Jesus. 100% of the time. Unless they say, get this guy away from me, then it's okay. But you, they never like it when you think you know what's best for them. And they will go out of their way to prove it. Hicks, I know you don't have a sister. No, I do not. Or any family. Nope. Is there a friend that you would say, I know this girl, I care about her as a friend, I don't want her dating this lunatic. Oh, yeah. There, there, I, I have someone in this situation, a friend of mine who was living with a freeloader who was fucking just obviously yeah. using her and just crashing out of crib. Using her for money, yeah. for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you get involved? I talked to her and tried to open her eyes like, look, you know this guy's just fucking using you, right? I mean, he's obviously fucking cheating. Can I ask you yeah. just one question? Yeah. The guy that you were talking yeah. about, was it you? No. No, it wasn't. Did you say to her, you know, I'm just using you? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let me check with Pips, because the younger guys are going to be more to jump in. I think once you've had some experience with this, you tend not to do it. Pips, would you ever get involved? No, only because I've gotten involved with actually my friends, like right. my guy friends, where I knew the girl was cheating, 
And they didn't want to listen to me. It was like, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. Then you're evil. Uh, yeah, now I'm the asshole. Now the friends want to talk to me. Later on, I'm talking to the girl, and she's like, yeah, of course I fucked on uh, the cruise. I, of course I cheated on him, blah, yeah. blah. And So you would never do that again? Never again. Fuck them. All right, what if you found out your guy, Hicks, his chick was sneaking around? You wouldn't tell Hicks. That's a hard one. Yeah, because it does come up that way. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Um, let's go over here to Chris in Jersey. You're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, Ronnie. I kind of caught this clip right at the beginning, but uh, it sounded a lot to me like it was a gay guy arguing with his bisexual mate. No, this was, and they did not say whether the brother was gay or not. Uh, but he was saying that the person who his sister loved, uh, and by the way, it was the brother who put this tape up there on uh, Reddit. Oh, he's uh, he's the uploader? Yeah, he's the uploader. Um, Let's go over to... um, Let's go over to Rick. Rick, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, I'm not worried about them two guys. I was worried about what they're doing to that poor fucking puppy, man. Uh, let's go over to Mark. Mark, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, what's going on, Ron? Step up, Fest? What up? Yeah, I got a 21-year-old sister. If she's in a situation like that and she don't know about it, I'll find the evidence. I'll give it to her. I'll give her some advice to deal with it. But if he lays a hand on her, I wouldn't mind going back to jail. All right, so you would wait until he actually physically hurt her before you would yeah, I'll let her, step I'll, in. I'll, I'll let her learn learn from the experience and whatever, the yeah. trial and error about what some guy's doing, whatever. And then if I find it, if I find the evidence on his phone or whatever, I'll give her the evidence, let her deal with it in her own way, and then I'll give her advice on what to do. But... Like I said again, if he lays a hand on her, hit her, or whatever. That's when you're fucking Sonny Corleone. You're driving over there, and you're beating the guy with his own shoe. Now, he has come up with a very good point, too. The girl is never going to mature and never understand how to learn from what choices that she makes if you keep hopping in for her. Uh, But then also, by getting involved at all, even by going to her, what happened to Pips could happen to you, where the person turns around and blames you, yeah. the carrier of bad news. Uh, you can also put this up on the iBank. It's under good question. Uh, right now, leading is get involved by 70 to 30% Whoa. on the very early voting. Uh, going against what the guys on this show are actually saying. Uh, let's go over to um, uh, Frank. Frank, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, I got a question for you. Now, would it make it any different if your sister was dating a black guy? Different what Like way? if you were white. Would it make it any different? Would it, would it make it any different? Would you get involved then? Like if, if would you shun her from the family? Would you get, you're getting involved in your love life one way or another, aren't you? If you're going one way, why don't you go the other way? Uh, I don't really understand where the race comes into this. I guess he's saying that the reason why he'd be stopping her because she was with a black guy. Yeah, that's what he was saying. But yeah, it has nothing to do with... What we're talking about here. 866 <laughs> Ron Zero Fez. 
866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Mike wants to take it back to interracial relationships. What do you got, Mike? Um, buddies, uh, my cousin uh, is dating a black guy. Uh, in, in all honesty, he's not the worst boyfriend in the world, but he's certainly not the best. So my uncle, uh, my uncle Joe, he's a big, very intimidating guy, loud voice. Um, at one point, they were literally two weeks, like my cousin was like two weeks away from just ending the relationship because things were going downhill. So my uncle breaks into, breaks into her apartment. Well, not breaks in, just kicks the door open. It was open anyway. And is, start, and is searching the apartment, throwing shit around the apartment while the boyfriend, my cousin's boyfriend, is hiding in the closet. My uncle opens the closet, sees him standing there, decks him in the face, and walks out. No charges were, uh, were uh, you know... Uh, handled or anything and basically all that did was bring my cousin and her boyfriend that much closer and they're still together today i have seen that happen on more than one occasion that you suddenly give them something to work against unite them (laughs) yeah you it's almost like if you think your uh chick is too close to some other guy friend that she has, yeah. and you keep being paranoid about it, and then she goes to him and be like, I don't know what to do. He's such he a doesn't dick. want us to be friends. I mean, he thinks I'm just gonna fucking mount you right here. Just start riding your fucking cock while you finger my fucking ass, you know? Can you believe that? Can you believe that? <laughs> and Could you just happening. even picture it? Could you even picture a reverse fucking cowboy? Yeah. Just me fucking... Just fucking pounded that dick, huh, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, now. She calls him buddy. Yeah, yeah, no, buddy. You're my buddy. No, is his name buddy? Yeah. Or does he mean that by pal? <laughs> she no, just never learned it. I'm well, going to fucking jerk sad. you off. That's actually sad, then. <laughs> I um, had a situation like this with my sister, oh. and I got involved. How did you get involved? Um, When she started seeing the person that became husband number two. Shit. Uh, basically, yes. Uh, she uh, asked my opinion about him, and I said, that guy is a scumbag. The family doesn't like him. He's an asshole to people. You shouldn't be involved with him. And the next summer, they were married on the beach. I think that's a little different, though, Fez, because she asked you. And I think if somebody asked you, you've got every right. And I don't think that she should use that to submit. I don't, I, if I was you, I wouldn't be taking the blame on myself. I think our point here is more of you go where you're not wanted and get involved. But if I think if somebody comes in uh, and says, what do you think of my chick? And by the way, anyone who does that, uh, you're fucking weak. Why are you asking anybody anything? It's a strange question. Um, But And she didn't want to hear that answer. But she asked for it. So you did nothing wrong. I mean, I'm sorry. You don't want to hear that answer? Don't ask that question. But if she was just going along with her life and you started to get involved and saying, I don't want you two together, I think that's how you push them together. Now, your family might have done that, but I don't think that you did. I think you were asked the question and you answered it uh, honestly. Um, Tyler, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Uh, my little sister was dating this guy for a while and uh, they. They ended up, and I hated the guy. I mean, absolutely hated him. I was just a dick to him all the time. And anyway, they ended up getting pregnant together. They weren't married, and uh, I was like, "Well, okay, I'm not going to make my life, my sister's life, uh, living hell anymore." Right. So I accepted it. 
I love her. I love my little sister, and I don't want to. I mean, if she has when she has her little baby, I don't want the baby to hate me. So I just accepted it, and come to find out, like uh, it was three or four months later, they ended up splitting up. Once it, it just seems like once I accepted him, I was being nice to him. They were like, "This ain't fun anymore." We got yeah, we got nothing to live for. Um, yeah, I know. But it is a guy. very strange phenomena that takes place it is and yet we could all agree all right you don't get in, you don't get involved and yet there's cases where you would have to you know what i mean there is cases where you're like well this fucking guy literally is crazy the weird thing is if you, uh, in the neighborhood where i come from which was just a bunch of fucking catholics you know running around doing catholic shit so everybody had sisters Occasionally, you're going to find yourself dating one of your buddy's sisters. Because everybody's six months of fucking part in age. <laughs> then you find out that your buddy thinks you're a fucking scumbag. That you run around fucking banging everything that fucking... And all of a sudden, you're like, wait. All this time, you act like we're friends. Now I'm not good enough for your fucking sister? What fucking changed? No, cause you're, because it's their sister. <laughs> and then, the, you know, they're like... All this other stuff that you fucking high-five about and think is fucking great, and we're all doing it together. That's scumbaggy to you? You gotta stop that, dude. What the fuck happened in your family that suddenly this girl is so fucking terrific? Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go over here to Brett in Philly. You're on a fez. Hey, what's going on, boys? Yeah. Several different occasions. I mean, the, the best thing that could happen to you when you're trying to date a girl is have like her best friend say, "Like, oh my god, stay away from him. He's bad news." It's yeah, like true. It's it's golden. You might as well undress the girl and put her in the bed. Tell her I'm bad news all you want. And really, it's almost lunacy to think that you can make somebody's choices for them, no matter what it is. It'll, it'll most of the time blow up in your fucking face. All the time. Just about all the time. No one wants to have people tell them what to do. Unless they're, unless they're ready. Yeah, unless they're fucking ready. You I mean, know? there's occasionally some people that want you to tell them everything to do. But other than that, most people want to make their own decisions. Um, it's still 62% up on the iBank. This is under good question of guys saying they would get involved... In their sister's relationship, much like this young guy from Reddit. By the way, I understand where the guy's coming from. And I do think that he thinks he's doing the right thing. I think he may be handling it the wrong way. Because even if she breaks, he breaks this up, that sister might have in the back of her head, you fucked me up from ever being happy. And now That this... fucking baggy pants this guy might have been the best thing ever happened to me. I guess the video is just to fucking just embarrass the dude. Yeah, I don't know why the video is. Some people need to fucking make everything happen online and get feedback. Maybe they don't believe in themselves. Jim in Cleveland, you're in my face. Hey, what's going on, Ron? Yeah. Um, my role is a little bit reversed. I got a no good nephew that's dating this really sweetheart of a girl. And no matter what I did, I couldn't... It, I, I realized to a point, I couldn't convince her that he is no good for her. So at some point in time, the only thing I could do is just sit back and give him all the rope that he needs just to hang himself. 
already try to teach him everything there is to be a man and try to do the right thing, and he refused to do it. But I can't force her to not see what what she actually sees in him. And now she's starting to come around and go, you know, something he is an asshole. So the only thing you really can do is just sit back and watch and let people make their own decisions. I, you know what? I fucking guess, you know. But then there's also situations where you do have to step in. You know, there, there, you can come up with a scenario. None of this stuff is ever 100%, is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And one of the biggest mistakes in your life is that you could say that you did something, it worked out, so that's the only thing that you do when that happens. That actually, to me, is the strategies of an insane person who said, oh, I saw this once, I did this, and this is the... Way only, that works. only way that works. Yeah. I'm sure there's somebody who had a bully and you gave him caramel corn and then the guy left you alone. But you don't go around telling kids, give the fucker caramel corn and it's 100% guaranteed Trust he'll me. leave you alone. So I do think that you should not get in the girl's life. But then I'm sure there's situations where you have to. Um I should have stepped in with my brother Corky. Remember when he was dating that nut bar with the drinking problem? Yeah. Who? Uh, and I never said anything there. And I probably should have stepped in at that point and said something. Why? That was the last person he dated, and it was 11 years ago. Oh, that's been a while. I can't believe that he ever broke up with her. <laughs> he broke up with her? Yeah, they got uh they were evicted. Well, th this chick was a mess. Really nuts. And, and it was some family reunion and Fez's dad came in from the hall with her and he had fucking lipstick all over his mouth where she was fucking kissing on his mouth. Holy and I'm shit. fucking sitting there. I'm not even kidding. I hit the floor. I'm fucking laughing. <laughs> the rest of the family's all weirded out about it. He had her bright red lipstick but, on from her grabbing him around the neck. Mm. Somewhere, um, but why? Why should you have broken him up? What business of it was yours? And really, that was the last chick that he had. Oh, if yeah. anything, he should have been thinking, why would you want to take away the one fucking thing that he had? And it's been eleven years. Damn, man. That's because really it rough. was just so destructive. How was it destructive? They got evicted because the uh, neighbors called the police on them fighting. What's that for, got to do with so you? many times? What's that got to do with you? At least he was with a woman. Some people like to fight. That's the fucking thing. Some people like it. Uh, is, is his life going so much better without her? Oh, no. no. Where does he live now? He lives with my mother. Mm. How old is he? He is 55. All right, he's doing good. So he should have been back with that fucking crazy chick. Maybe she's... That was the best times of his life. Maybe he can give her a call. Ooh, 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 ooh. All right, I got some good news for you. I like good news. Somewhere in this building, there's an ice cream delivery for us. Which one of the interns should we put on it? Catholic Sam can handle this. Send Catholic Sam immediately. Catholic Sam, get in here.
Here comes Catholic Sam with her TV eyes. And another nice dress today. You will never see Catholic Sam in jeans. Thank you. You will never do that. No, I won't. All right. There's special ice cream uh, coming in. It's from Young's uh, Jersey Dairy in Yellow Springs, Ohio. Now, here's what we need. We need it to come here, and then we also need it to sit out for a while okay. and melt. Okay. Because they send it in dry ice. All right. So, yeah, we'll take it out. We'll defrost that shit a little bit. It'll be good. Can you do it without cursing the whole time in front of Catholic Sam? I'm sorry, Catholic Sam. It's okay. We'll defrost the ice cream, and then it'll be taste better. No problem. How did you enjoy said yesterday? It was very good. Yeah, yeah, he says it was super dope. So that's the thing that we want to start saying, that and baby cakes. All right, so you got this? This is some of the finest ice cream in the country. It made our all-ice cream list. Where am I picking up the ice cream? Uh, that I don't know. It's got sent to this building. Okay. I'll, so where uh, do you think it would be? Messenger sender. I'll um I'll give Sam the phone number to call down there. Okay. It's Young's Jersey Dairy, Yellow Springs, Ohio, where it comes from. This is the finest ice cream known to men. The cows on the farm are the ones they get the ice cream from. They put the cows in a refrigerator. What? They get the cow really cold. Then they milk ice cream out of it like soft surf. This is amazing. Um, Paul, BX, you're on Fez. Hey, what's up, baby's cake? Yeah. What's the plural for baby cake? Baby, oh. baby's cakes. Okay. Um, I think uh, this girl obviously asked her brother to do it because where would he, if he lives 2,000 miles away, where would he get all this info that this guy's texting other girls, wants to sleep with them? Obviously, her friends. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's got somebody working the inside. I don't like the thing of looking at somebody else's phone. I mean, I left my phone behind today, X, and when I went back, the guy who's taking over the room was going through all my stuff, you know, like this. Okay. And he goes like, oh, you need a lot of text. Really? Yeah. That's some fucking bullshit. Who the fuck, how do you get off fucking doing that? And he's like, who's Sefi? I'm like, that's my niece. <laughs> like, oh, she's getting big. I see these pictures of her. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jim Lansing, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ron, I just want to tell you, I agree with you 100% on people interfering and getting pushed away. I'm, I'm with my girlfriend, and we got unexpectedly pregnant, and her parents have just been major assholes, and it's just brought her even closer and loved me even more. But so you yeah. like the fact that her parents are assholes? Well, no, because I mean, it, it makes life shit. But, in fact, you know, it, it's progressed things even better, you know, and now we're looking at, you know, getting engaged and everything and, you know, the possibility of being married where what you were saying with the phenomenon of of it not being, maybe if they weren't like that, maybe things might not have progressed that way. So maybe yeah. it is a good thing. I kind of think that it happens. And then they're like, well, let's stay together just to show those bastards we really do know love. Now, Fez, how come you never tried to get uh, involved in my private life before? Well, I figure you know what you're doing. Not all the time. So, I mean, I, my sister, I thought that was a mistake. I thought... Uh, he never lets it be about me before it goes off. Now it's back to his sister. I went through some dark days when I knew this fucking guy. Never said a word to me about it. All I wanted was one thing, to be confronted by my friends and family and dropped off at a rehab. That was my dream. That was it. Huh? I used to think... 
uh, oh, everyone's together. Is this where they tell me that they love me and they want me to be safe? Yeah, no. Nope. It's just a gathering. Yeah, just another party. And I'd just be sitting there going, well, probably tomorrow. Probably tomorrow I'm going to have to sit through everybody's crying truth. Where they try to read stuff, but they're like crying so hard. Yeah. I see. You used to be the best person, but lately you've turned into, to nothing more than a stinking drug addict. If you don't do this, then I can't be in your life. That was my dream, to sit through those speeches. <sighs> Too bad intervention wasn't on. No, I just didn't have anybody who cared enough. Oh. They were like, oh, then where are we going to get to take from? You know? That's Why nice. should we give when our job is to take? Sometimes I just think, uh, maybe I should go back on it. And then, no, no. And then I can have that intervention I've always dreamed of. No, that's not, that's not a goal. You can do it fast. That's not a goal. That. Um, all right, we got some new stuff up. We're going to get back into this, but uh, he's on the job today. And this appears to be the new Guns N' Roses and Axel doing a face plant. Let's keep an eye on it. This is up on the eye bank. Well, you notice that the bigger the stage, the shittier the concert is these days. Pratt's going to happen on the right side. Or he's going to fucking... Look at that audience. They don't care that it's not Slash. No, it doesn't matter. Guy's a hat on. It's not the top hat. (laughs) (laughs) Then he gets up and sings. (laughs) All right, go back again to where he falls. Loses his fucking hat. It's like a banana peel fall. <laughs> I would wish he would just sing. I wish he would start yelling, I'm hurt. Stop fucking clapping along. Go, go, go off the show. <laughs> I, I hurt bad. What a jerk. Yeah, Sam, you start feeling sorry for me when you find out that enough people aren't. Yeah, I feel really sorry for you. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah. feeling sorry too. I guess they just didn't want to. I guess they just didn't want Maybe to take... Maybe you were more fun. I was a lot more fun then. And my nose used to bleed all the time, and I would pass out. That doesn't sound fun. And I'd stop breathing. That doesn't sound fun. It was great. Really? Uh, John, you're on the run of Fest show. Um, yeah, you're on the run of Fest show. Ronnie? Yeah. Hey, I didn't know uh, if you had the backstory on that ice cream or not. Uh, I live just outside of Yellow Springs. I was listening today and kind of was surprised that you guys got some of that ice cream. Did you, did you need to know anything about it, or what's well, the backstory on that? Well, since you know about it, go ahead. Let me in on some of it. Young's Jersey Dairy is just a, it started out as a small dairy farm just outside of Yellow Springs and has grown into a destination location for the people around the Dayton area. And if you want ice cream, that's the place to go. Um, they've got Jersey cows and that's, they make their own ice cream out there and they've got, they've, they've expanded it. They've got a couple of restaurants on the property. They've got. Dude, you couldn't have me more excited than you have already. 
And if Dayton never gets tourism, you should be the guy who takes well, people that, around in a double-decker for bus. Ronnie, for the Hayseeds, that's a big deal. That's a big deal when the Ron and Fez show says, we got ice cream from Yellow Springs, Ohio. Oh, we're excited. Which, by the way, is where uh, Dave Chappelle lives. That's where Dave Chappelle This is, is all coming together then. You know, it's like a theme yeah. show now. Playing Houston there. Yeah. You know that dude? Yeah. All so, right, thanks. Um, you know, if you need to know about Dayton, I'm the guy you need to go to. All right. To. Now, I never remember if I was dating a girl from Eaton or eating a girl from Dayton. It's an old joke, but, you know, it'll work all, anytime you're in Ohio. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Catholic Sam gave me a look, look like, no, Ron, that's not a good joke. Oh, That judge. would not get over with the Pope. That, that was not my look. Your Pope was like, oh, God, I don't know what to do with you. I wish you were on drugs right now. Because you would say something, right? I would totally say something. What if you just saw me fucking um, just tied off and passed oh, no. out in the bathroom with the nail still stuck in my arm? Would you say something? Yes, of course. She's, she's talking fuzzy or not. Um, let's uh, go over here to Scott in Jersey. You're on Fez. Hey, Ron Fez. Pat, what's going on? Uh, just want right. to say I enjoyed the uh, unmask yesterday. I dropped you guys those donuts. Uh, oh, good. Uh, I'm glad of, you enjoyed. Uh, you guys like those donuts? Or? Yeah, did you take some oh, from home? Delish. Yeah. Fucking loved it. What, what is your hurry? You can't say ish. Delish. 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 <laughs> Trying to get it out. Just Why don't we just quick. start called Deli? <laughs> it was totally Deli, dude. I like that. Or if anything's good, that's so Deli. Or you know who's fucking Deli right now? Who, baby cakes? <laughs> who's so I'm Deli? Who's Deli? Uh, so what can we do for you, Scott? Uh, I got a sister. You know, I'm uh, 43. She's you know a little four or five years older than me. Uh, divorced, kids, uh, pretty much pill popper. Hit my dad up the money all the time. He nice. always feels obligated to bail her out. Uh, you know, I don't know if I, it pisses me off because, you know, my dad worked all his life. Uh, actually had to take out a second mortgage to bail out her oh, ex-husband. God. Like all kinds of bullshit. And, uh, you know, the fucking guy worked hard all his life. He don't need all that on his head. He feels obligated, I guess, because it's his kid. Right. And I, it just infuriates me that uh, this goes on. And then come, you know, uh, Father's Day just popped up. Uh, her kids couldn't even bring her over to visit my dad. And yeah. Just a level of fucking disrespect, uh, you know, kills me to, to see, you know, he's 70, my dad, and uh, he still has to go over there and do shit at her house and, you know, work on stuff and give him money to fix the car. She's the and favorite. Just, you know, I don't know where to step in, you know, and if you say something, she's like suicidal, so it's, I, I just try to keep my mouth shut. I don't know how, how you would approach that, you know? It's terrible. I don't have siblings like that. All my siblings are very, very responsible people and much better to my parents than I am to them. And yeah. I'm not awful. But I'm nowhere near as good as, as particularly my sisters. My, you know, my brothers catch the sketch can. You catch them on a good time. Things are going well. <laughs> but other times, you know, he could be gone for a while. But I'm very lucky that I have sisters like that. Now, Hicks, do you worry about your parents, how they're doing? See, they're, they're pa- they've passed away, so <laughs> I don't have to worry about them. I still have my parents. It's so funny. Oh, why is it so funny? You still have yours, Sam? I do still have my parents. That's so funny. Pepper doesn't. No. No, both gone. Well, you can talk to your aunts and uncles, your brothers and sisters. Oh, they all. No, no, only child. No aunts or uncles, really. That's disgusting. It's great. I don't have to worry about shit myself. I mean, at the very least, you should have been born in an orphanage, not sit here now and know that you're the last of it all. Good. I like that fucking feeling. 
You should just live in down in the village and then go home at night when the zombies come in because you're like the last man alive. <laughs> I have plenty of bleach to fucking cover my walkway in. I don't know why that deterred the zombies. Can I just ask you a question? Sure. I'd be willing to do it. Okay. Would you like me to adopt you and give you a last name, Bennington? Oh, I like Stanley. Stanley's okay, fuck good. you then. Oh, what the fuck? I don't care what happens now. I don't care whether you live or die. <laughs> you got the opportunity. You got a fucking a first name as a last name. It's fucking embarrassing. It's awesome. It's you sound like a name. fucking vacuum cleaner. It's better than a last name. First, it's good. It's two fucking first names. Did anyone ever say to you, uh, Stanley? Oh, wait, that's your first name. No. Did anyone ever call you Stanley Christopher? Yeah, that's been happening before. Yeah. Dick. Yeah. No one would ever call me that. When I was a kid, I'm going to put the name out there. I was in fifth grade. We had to put our the fucking mean old fucking lady teacher. She's like, I, she wants you to make a name cart for yourself with yeah. your first name last and and last name first, yeah. right? So I would have to put Bennington Ron, right? So this kid, LaFennis Terry... He puts down Terry LaFennis. So we're just fucking sitting there. It's our first day. And so you ever get that, like, when you're in elementary school, you know you got the witch. You're just <sighs> like, I can't. Like, this is the worst first day ever. This woman's And then, like, you see your friends go by with their teacher because they're going outside and shit. But how'd they get that? <laughs> what the fuck? So this woman, she just looks over at his thing, sees that it says Terry LaFennis, and just starts swinging at him. Fucking punching him and shit, right? What the and said, I told you to do it the other way. And like he's like this. But I did. I did. And she's like, no one's first name is LaFennis. That's the last name. Whoa. And he's going like this. But it is LaFennis. And we were all like sitting around like this. It is. We were with him in fourth grade. And it's crazy, I know. But he kind of has a crazy, it's a black thing. Lady, deal with it. I'm glad I wasn't in that class. Fucking slap the shit out and of And then me. I actually said to her, I know you're old. Will you be dying this year? And then we could get another young, nice teacher. Here's hoping. She was such an awful fucking person. It was her thing of like, oh, I saw you talking. You're staying in. And you can't take recess away from a child. You hold up until you get to the point where you can just start running around. It's fucking waterboarding. On pave. Yeah, it is. It's the same as if you were waterboarding. Like, you're fucking drowning me with fucking work, bitch. I'd rather you cut off my finger than make me fucking stay inside when I know people are outside throwing balls at each other. It's sunny out there. Well, that's the day something good's going to happen on the playground, too. There's not a moment something good doesn't happen on a playground. Yeah, you That's the whole porn, fucking point. Trying to get hard. <laughs> Why do you got to do that to him when you know he's struggling to come back? I'm you? saying, it was just, that happened earlier. He's coming up with another story. Watch, he's looking down at it now. He's going to pick another story and he's going to lead us to it. Look, he's looking down. He's looking it over. You don't see the confidence there, but it is there. Um, let's go over here to Cole. Cole, you're on Manifest. What's your sister's name, Tex? Oh, God. Why? Send him in. Kokomo, get the fuck in here. All right. Now, we have taken it very easy on Kokomo. As a matter of fact, we've been damn good to Kokomo. And, Sam, I'm, I'm sorry you've got to see this. Today is going to be the first day that we start physically hit him. 
for letting oh, the no. radio. Yeah, we're going to physically hit him. You've been told that was part of your internship. I was not told that, yeah. actually. Part of the internship is that you can be physically hit by the host for letting Radio Shark through. Physical abuse clause. I don't think I signed that. I, I didn't. Today's your big uh, song day, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good song. It is a good song. Yeah. Now, who did you do the song with? Uh, Dana. Dana and I did. Now, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't trust Sam because she's laughing like, I can't wait till these guys hear this song. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's. She doesn't look like she's happy for you. Well, she looks like she's happy that she's about to see a baby coach get hit by a truck. <laughs> well, let's ask her opinion on it. I mean, I thought it was a good song. I thought it was very funny. I see the look on her face. She no can't, keep it, she can't yes. keep it together. She can't keep it together. She's very bad at lying. How's things going with you and Dana? Yeah. I know there's another intern that she hangs out with. Oh, yeah. 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 What's his name? Uh, I, um, Dave. Dave. Uh, Dave. Dave's a Dave. stud, right? Dave. Yeah. He still is him. If you had to pick between Dave and Joe, right? Okay. Who would you pick? Be honest. Well, see, I have a boyfriend. So I know, but if you didn't. If, you did if like, your boyfriend. boyfriend was I don't know. killed by terrorists. Joe seems a little more fun than Dave. Uh, yeah, pretty really? Fun. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty good. All right, fun guy. Yeah. Sounds like Dave's cock blocking right now. <laughs> yeah, dick. Do you think he is? No. Do you think he's trying to come between you and your Dana? No. She, he's the same. Works on the same show as her, so they're together. What is all that day. shitty show? Some electronic show. They were telling me that they want to come to mass and stuff, and I told them that they could. Yeah. That they really enjoy mm-hmm. it. Yeah, they don't do anything all day. They just yeah, that's awful weird. when you work it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they are there with. Uh, there's a lot of stations here you don't want to be with. Like every other station but ours. Yeah. We're the only honestly cool station. It's the A-team right here. Yeah. All right, so this song, what's it about? Uh, it's just a duet with Dana and I. Uh, it's an old Good 60s word. staple that I think everyone will recognize. Well, we all love the 60s. Yeah. You know, Vietnam War and all. I love that. Why? <laughs> Well, it's because so many young men got killed. That's a, that's, they were drafted and killed. That's not yeah. something to like. Well, Can you imagine, like, you're how old now? Uh, I'm 22 years uh, young. If he went, he would be like a lieutenant or a captain. He would not be a private. <laughs> yeah. He would be leading 18-year-olds. He'd have been the shit death. for a while. Can you imagine you? Yeah. Up to your goddamn armpits, slugging it out with fucking Charlie. Yeah. Nope. With a giant scar on your face. Couldn't do it. Man in the fucking black pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fucking the wire. You put the gun in your mouth, right? Uh, I'm just probably trying to join the, uh, I'd probably write Born to Kill on my helmet and join the uh, journalism department and walk around. Right. That mo- by the way, that movie wouldn't have been out yet, so you wouldn't have been able to steal that. <laughs> well, no. You'd have would, to come up with your own thoughts. That movie would have been loosely based off my life, probably. You know, he was in here not too long ago. Really? Is he coming back? He wants to talk about that movie. The, the new... Uh, but I know he got another movie that he's doing. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, he just, yeah he's going to be busy. What about me? I'm not busy? We're always busy. I'm doing a show. That's the thing. I stop if he calls. I'm like, what up, diggity? Baby cakes, it's Ronnie B. Why don't you call me back? Come on. Come on, dog. That's my problem. I'm trying to be too nice to too many people. Yeah. You know, I try to be super dope on a daily basis. I know. It's deli. All right. So this song is called what? Uh, it's called The Duet. 
Well, by the way, should we bring Dana in for it? Yeah. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. All right, why don't you go get her? Why don't you guys go get her? Grab, grab Dana. And she... Right. It's very exciting. Now that he's out of the room, it's terrible, right? It's it's pretty bad. Singing's okay. pretty bad. It's a funny concept. Singing's pretty bad. Okay. Oh, why you gotta make him feel bad? No, she was very kind in front of him, but I... Here's the two gals together, the two young ladies. Yeah. What's that? You can sit right there, and you can make him stand up there. Dana, by the way, um, what school do you go to? I go to Pace downtown. Oh, Pace. Oh, nice. That's where they do the actor studio, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to one of those. Which one? Um, Bradley Cooper. Oh, that was the one where he cried for the first yeah, 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> did you ever see that, Hicks? No, I didn't see him fucking so, break down. Bradley Cooper... I'm going to get off topic here because okay. this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> he is the first graduate ever to get on oh. the actor's studio. So when they come out, both of them are crying. And <laughs> he's just like, really where did sad. you go to school? And he's like, baby, <laughs> <laughs> who brought you? My mom and dad. And then they showed clips of him interviewing uh, yeah. DeVito, I think it was. Yeah, that he would ask questions. Right, from like the 70s or 80s. Uh, and he just sobbed like a baby from it. Keep it together, Cooper. <laughs> they couldn't. Come on, He man. was the only guy. Now, what is your major there? I'm communications. All right, so you're not going to be a writer, a director, or whatever? No, I don't write anything. From what I understand, you're a hell of a singer, though. That's the big talk about <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. saying. Yeah, really good. Now, he came to you to do the song, right? Yes. Now, I think you look great with Dave, but he's got it in the back of his mind that this yeah. should be a Kokomo summer. Yeah. Now, but you don't know. You haven't chosen between the two of them. No. Indecisive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we should do if you'd what? be willing to. Mm-hmm. We could do the dating game in here one day and okay. try to pick the perfect guy for you, and then we sent them out on a beautiful dream date mm-hmm. to New York City, the world's capital. <laughs> Whoa, so sounds romantic. Great. Sounds perfect. Yeah, <laughs> romantic. Um, nice. Have you taught? Do you talk, call your parents every night back in Minneapolis? No. Yeah. When's the last time you called them? Uh, yes, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you say? I don't know why people aren't being nicer to be here. <laughs> no, I was just saying, uh, mom, send money. Really? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, How much you sending you? Oh, it's not important. It's it, it's more than ten dollars. Are they coming for Parents' Day? <laughs> <laughs> no, they won't be here for Parents' Day. Wouldn't that be great? You guys should have Parents' yeah. Day. Oh, uh, Hicks, Kent, and Fezzo, and only have one. Yeah, they, all these guys are orphans. Yeah, sad. A proud orphan. Why would you be happy that you're good? I don't need anybody. <laughs> really? Is that what you yelled at their funeral? <laughs> yep. I don't need anybody. Good. Finally. Well, they left. They left you with all that money. Yeah, the fortune, the Stanley, the Stanley fortune, <laughs> and the estate, <laughs> the IRAs, and the fucking trust. It's crazy. All right, this song is just called the duet, and it's about. <laughs> I honestly don't want to hear it. Put the headphones on. Come on. It's really good. It's really good. Because we're sending this back to Pace, oh, and no. all right, let's uh, take a listen to the duet. Dana, the office is really hot. My heart is really low. Ain't no intel wide enough, baby. If you need me, call me. 
Even in your cars, I hope you have scars. I do, Dana. Just come to my desk and put your worries to rest. And just grab on my chest. Cause baby, we can get high enough. Get fucked up and do other stuff. Cause there ain't no intern wide enough. To keep me from getting to you. It's like poetry. Uh, I am going to call this the greatest song I've ever heard in my life. It's more where that came from. I was just beginning. I was just yeah. beginning. The beauty is that hopefully you guys will have long careers and I'll save these and bring these out when yeah. you guys are co-hosting the Today Show or whatever. Very nice. Okay. And you'll be forced to pay me money. That was fantastic. <laughs> That's some skill right there. It's really um, good. It was, yeah. good work, it was a precursor we, yeah, of what's we, to come. It was a co-written. Yeah. Co nice. What I really want to do is play it one more time and see if we can guess which one of them is singing. <laughs> I sound miserable the whole time. I, I, he's like, go, you know, you know, go with it. You know, yeah. be more. I was like, okay. I thought I was doing a good job, and you then I heard, I was like, I sound horrible. horrible. No, great. you actually do. You both sound fantastic. Time. Next time I'll do a little better. Yeah. All right, let's oh, hear it again. Possible. Listen, Dana. This is really hot, my heart is really low Ain't no intern wine, baby If you need me, call me, even in your car I hope you have scars I do, Dana Just come to my desk and put your worries to rest And just grab on my chest Cause baby, we can get high enough Get fucked up and do other stuff Well, I can't wait for the album. That's just a little sneak peek of what's happening. Preview. Yeah, before the single drops. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, this was completely done without autotune. I know that's hard to believe, yeah. but it was very, very strong. So you both uh, wrote the lyrics on that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she needs to stop being so hard on herself. It's though. true. Like, She's modest. Yeah. She's modest. Mm. I'm a beginner. Yeah. Give me some time, I'll get into it. It really, really is as good as music can be. That's the beauty of it. You know what I mean? Like, we're doing what we can do to save rock, and I think it is happening. It's a high watermark for us all. Uh, no, you're back on top. You were doing great for a while. Then Fez shit canned you, didn't let you on. Did you make the Michael Ian Black test that we're doing? No. Alright, see, that would have been perfect for you. Uh, yeah. You, he didn't even offer you? I didn't. This is the first I'm hearing about it. Fez, you I don't, don't offer him? You no, might. no, after the last quiz. Oh, oh, oh my god. Don't worry. I'm like, let's go in a it's different fine. direction for oh, this one. Oh, it's fine. Oh. Um, Sean, you're on the run of Fez show. Hi, is this a request, Lane? Can I hear that song with those two chicks again? Alright, see, here's the thing. One of those chicks was a guy. <laughs> and I know it sounds like a slumber party where two girls are practicing kissing. No. That is too... Uh, that is a young couple. Um, here is John. John, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B, you got to put it on the web, one of the websites so we can download it. That'd be a great club hit. Yeah. Well, maybe. As time goes on, we want to make sure 
We have enough of it because what we're looking to do is sell this son of a bitch. Yeah. Remix. Not just give it away. Remix. Let's make this a money-making uh, summer. <laughs> uh, pace ain't cheap. You got to pick up the pace. <laughs> uh, Sergio, you're a manifest. Buddies. Yeah. Uh, this girl sounds like Scarlett Johansson from Lost in Translation. Yes, she, she does. The, uh, karaoke. Oh, thank you. She has a very, very... Uh, Scarlett Johansson vibe going from that movie. Hicks, I tell you, I saw Scarlett Joe at that party. Yeah, for you Springsteen. Yes, yeah, she, she it was at a serious party that uh, when we did the Springsteen thing. But here was the weird thing about her: she was very mousy and looking down. She wasn't making a lot of eye contact. Oh, okay, and, that's total opposite for me. I always make eye contact. <laughs> yeah, I know Just you do. <laughs> Now, the thing is, I was thinking that she probably doesn't want to make eye contact because if she does, guys must be thinking, oh, now I'll spend the rest of my life boring you. <laughs> She's and, so yeah. So she yes. goes in a whole different way. She's got to be careful. Because I always think of her as outgoing. Different you know, I can roles. think she's kind of funky. But I don't know. Uh,. All right, we got to take a break here. You guys did great. Thank you. Thank and you. I hope this is just the beginning of many more stuff. Yes, stay I, tuned. <laughs> I also want to do intern dating game and intern newlywed game this summer. All right. You know, and have yeah, it all as, going. As long as they get married. Is Joe our only option? No, <laughs> no, you're you're going you're going to get dateable guys. It's not going to be just Joe. Sam Sam called me fun earlier. She did. She did. Okay. Well, we could do a game with him. Like, who wants a new brother? Who wants a baby brother? <laughs> oh, yeah, that, yeah, cool. <laughs> That'd be great. But he says he does very well with the ladies. Now, Danny, you were in a relationship, but it broke up not too long ago. No, I've never been in a relationship in my life. Why? What? Uh, What's the story there? I don't know. Like crazy girl stuff is like you. No, no, you scare, not at all. You scare not guys away. Not at all. I don't know, maybe because I'm so like into school, but not at all. Really? In my career and like what I do, but that's definitely not a reason. I don't know. I think because the guys that I've seen have never really wanted a relationship. You know, I'm in college. No guys yeah. want relationships. Hex, was that true of your college experience? It was, it was like a fucking suck party. All right. <laughs> there you, know, you go. Well, what did I say? Because we've got <laughs> here. Iris, you told the truth. Yeah. Sure. yeah. And that's how it is. That's how school is. Yeah, now. it's very hard Tell to find it. a guy that wants a relationship. Yeah. And though you were looking uh, for yeah, a relationship? I, um, I wasn't looking for one. I just kind of found one. Uh -huh. You're a relationship? Kind of I am. Yeah. Good for you, girl. She has what she considers a college marriage. I mean, where you she's the there. That. I know. But now <laughs> I'm trying to get to catch on. But when she's there, it's like that's her husband. Yeah. And when he's away for the summer, you say you miss him every day. And she looks out her window like five and she just blasts somewhere out there. And she's just looking out her window. Uh -huh. they, they, is he looking at the same moon as me or is, or is Chatham Tatum? <laughs> All right, so we're learning a lot about you guys. It's an intern summer this year. It's wonderful. Now, how are you getting along with Dave out there, though? Good. You like him mm -hmm. a little bit better than Joe. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, See, I mean, Joe might be the relationship guy. But he's not the one-night stand guy for you. Let's face mm, that. Good. Okay. Okay, it's good to hear. He's <laughs> almost like if you want to pretend you have a little brother, it could be Joe. See? <laughs> okay. Thanks. You I can't have a love life from that. I don't want to love my brother. <laughs> like, I don't want to have my brother. <laughs> what about this? If he came in, he was wearing underoos, and he was riding a tricycle. Would that work for you? 
We could try it out. And then you just yell out, Mommy and Daddy are home. <laughs> maybe, that'll be some, maybe that'll be something that you're looking forward Only to. Only one way to find out. We'll put up a Christmas tree if it makes it more family. <laughs> no, maybe because of the Michael Ian Black, we should be doing Wet Hot Intern Summer. Maybe that nice. Whoa. But that would have meant Joe got to sing the song. And people are loving the song. People are really digging it. I mean, it's getting a lot of requests. The duet. Yeah, the duet. Oh, come on, you really got to do it again? It's a good song. I like uh, the song. I'm listening, Dana. The office is really hot. My heart is really low. Ain't no intel wildness, baby. If you need me, call me. Even in your car. I hope you have scars. Just come to my desk and put your worries to rest And just grab on my chest Cause baby, we can get high enough Get fucked up and do other stuff Cause there ain't no intern wide enough To keep me from getting to you, Ain't no intern wide enough. Uh, yeah, I'm like, are I you calling me fat? Yeah. I don't have curves. I'm yeah. like, I'm no, in my in my head, like I figured a, a big intern. Like, okay, I don't think. The, what did you guys take intern? from that? Yeah, I didn't. I, I took as a wide girl. Like, yeah, I. It made it sound like you rocked a mom to me. When I ain't no intern wide enough, or like Nicki Minaj or something. Yeah, like, I don't know where it was going. Taking good notes. <laughs> far from that. All right. Uh, by the way, we're putting up the Michael Ian Black right now. Before he gets here. And this should have been, you know, a place that the interns could have went on, put on the big song, and everybody would have loved them. Instead, they didn't make it this time. Fez is a tough taskmaster, though. That's right. You fucking laid it down. Yeah. Now, Fez, your dream is to have Megan McCain play this game. Yes. Yes. All right. I'm going to try to set that up during my intern. I'm going to say we have a game for you to play. And Fez is going to help you with it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see how well she knows Michael Ian Black. Now they got a new oh. book no out that is. called. Um, he's older. It's called. Uh, <laughs> he was. He's from the nineties. Okay. Uh, America, you sexy bitch. Do you know who Megan McCain is? Yes, John okay. McCain's daughter. That's the weird thing, is that you would think Michael uh, Michael Ian Black would be bigger than her, but she seems to be getting all the stuff to do. No, she's on The View. He's not. She's on The Tonight Show. He's not. It's getting weird, man. But good for them. Good for Megan. Yeah, well, good for one of them. <laughs> hey, does she have a quiz? No. Fucking That's Michael why we were doing that, to make him feel better about himself. <laughs> uh, Fez, you said you made this quiz a little shorter? Yeah, a little shorter. And Kokomo Joe's doing the victory song if you win? Uh, no, no. I feel bad about that. That's not happening on this. Quiz. You know, he's what if I make a cameo? Can I? Oh yeah, duets too. Duets too. Featuring Catholic Sam. Featuring Catholic Sam. Ain't no intern wide enough. <laughs> what does that even mean? You'll be singing along with it. Uh, we're gonna break here. Back in just a couple of minutes. As we said, uh, Megan McCain and Mike William Black coming up. It's the Run Fest Show.
It's the Ron and Fez Show on a Wednesday, a Wednesday with the Ron and Fez Show. I was Sonny Boy, by the way, Sonny Boy Williamson, and he was just saying he's going to be fine. Don't worry about him. Um, Pulp Fiction poster is up on the iBank. Carter actually sent this to us. Uh, It's a very cool kind of thing they're doing it as a kickstarter and it's putting everything together uh in the order that it actually happened i guess okay yeah yeah okay in pulp fiction because i remember some people would be like wait what happened to who was the don't worry it's all there this would be a very cool fucking thing for our office though oh hell yeah that'd be dope as fuck um super dope Looking forward to Django, by the way. Looking forward to Django. Um, now, somebody uh, put up here. It, it's kind of cool, but it makes the movie look more about Butch. All right, when you think about it, right? Yeah. It's kind of Butch's movie because he's the only one who was in it as a kid. And because of Butch, it's why John Travolta gets killed. He interacts with everyone. Yeah, he kind of interacts with everyone. And that, if if you really went in order, would it end with Butch driving off? Would that be the last scene? That That's, yeah, when he picks up his chick and bounces out of that hotel, that is chronologically, at least according to his poster. I think in the movie, yeah. Because in the movie, it ends on them on uh, in the diner. And... Right, and that didn't happen. So it would end with him riding off. Now, if you also went in terms of where it would be in a timeline, Butch and the Father's Watch story happened years before everything else. Yeah. So oddly, you can make a case that it's Butch's movie. And of course, you never think... If you said, name the stars of Pulp Fiction, Bruce Willis would come down fifth yeah. or it's sixth. Sam Jackson and Travolta are Travolta, the ones. Travolta, then you think the chick. Um, Marcellus Wallace. You would be the Gimp. They're always oh, like, oh, the Gimp is my favorite actor. Come ever. on, that guy's great. The one we like struggled and kind of died. Uh, Alright, so there it is. By the way, if anybody wants to be part of that Kickstarter thing, or if it does happen, this would be a beautiful little present to send to me. Like my... Uh, I didn't get anything for Father's Day from you guys this year. What? Box of cigars. I thought that was just for fucking general purposes. That was for Father's Day. It was specifically for Father's Day. 
I'd rather have this poster now. Oh, shit. Now that I've smoked the cigars. I didn't I didn't know the poster was You out. fucked up, dude. I, so what? I guess it's technically a mistake I made. Yeah. You <laughs> fucked up. Uh, this is a great story. It's up on the iBank today. Uh, Ann Taylor uh, store told a blind woman that her guide dog isn't allowed in the store. Shit. Um, you will never come out okay on that one. People will hate you forever. And those guide dogs, you can't even act like, hey, we don't want a dog running around because these dogs are better than robots. Yeah, they're the most well-fucking-trained animals you meet in your entire better than life. Better than people. Oh, yeah. You would do much better having that in. Um, so you will never get over it. And uh, this piece up, uh, Rob Zombie doing a Broad Street bully uh, film. And this is, I guess, is going to... Do, we probably should have grabbed Sam for this because I know he's a big Rob Zombie fan. Yeah, he fucking loves him. Guys but he has too. never attempted to do just like a, a straight drama before. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was, I think it's two, the two or three films he's made have been all horror movies. Um, remake of Halloween... And then a like House of a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects, just three like basically like seventies horror films. And another Halloween, I think he did a sequel to his remake. Fez is dropping the TBs, sure. which means what? Give me a pound cake, baby cakes. Now, uh, this is, and it's put being put up on the site. And I kind of agree with it. The uh, greatest story ever told. Uh, never before has there been a sports story as great as the 1970s uh, Flyers. I can't believe that the film hasn't been made uh, yet. You know what I mean? It's like such a perfect setup. Well, when they did that hockey film in the 70s, remember that one? The one with Paul Newman? Yeah. Everybody in Philly kind of laughed and like, that's fucking like light for the way we had. What actually happened, right? Yeah. Um, so this thing could be really strong, and he kind of says that he's going to make it, uh, kind of Rocky meets Boogie Nights on ice. Kind of sounds good. Which is genius. <laughs> I never get tired of any of those movies. So Rob Zombie, good luck to you, and you got yourself a beautiful little deal there. Jeremy, you're on the Run Fish Show. Hey, how you doing? I got a spy report. Spy report? Yeah. Spy report. Uh, spy report. I just heard Jack Osborne has multiple sclerosis. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. So your spy report is old and stale and stupid. Yeah. This is the, the disease that you were trying to get, right, Fez? Well, not trying to get. It's just that I'm going to go get checked for in a couple of weeks. But you use that against Mitch and Murray to say, don't be busting my balls about stuff. I have MS. I, I brought it up so that they were aware of my health concerns and what could be screwing with my brain. You and my thought process. Um, when I start reading the description of symptoms, yeah, that's why I went and asked the doctor about this and talked about it and got the appointment with the specialist. So you want MS? No, I don't want MS. Why would you bring it up? Because it just uh, because what I keep getting told is diabetes just doesn't feel like the diabetes to me. It feels different. I think I should get a second opinion instead of just accepting the fact no, that they're I, saying this is diabetic. I get that, but why would you say that to your boss, though? Like, nobody would normally say that to their boss. I get that you want to be checked for everything. What doesn't feel like diabetes to you? By the way, 
This is when Fez comes alive. When it's Fez health questions. What feels like it's not diabetes? Um, the fact that it's um, it's more it feels more muscular than nerve uh, problem there. And I just got my nerves checked out, like in my legs. And uh, the, I mean, for a diabetic thing, for neuropathy, and my feet were fine. And so there's just these things that happen where I'm walking down the street and all of a sudden the whole body just goes dead. This actually makes me uh, miss my grandmother because I used to have these conversations before. Uh, this is old shock rock jock radio talk. It's the way we used to talk in the shock jock days. I talked to my mom yeah. uh, when she, you know, was like, uh, you got. Got the bed veins, your legs. You'd be like, please don't bring up health to me, please. Uh, Sean, Pittsburgh, you're in Fez. Hey, I was going to see if uh, you saw the HBO documentary a couple years back on the Broad Street Bullies. Yeah, I loved uh, I thought, it. I fucking hate the Flyers, but what a story, man. Like That that Russian game was, I mean, I've never seen anything like that. That was amazing. I, that Russian Broad- game where the Red Army actually left the ice. They were, they were getting they so fucked up, and they had to go back and say to them, you guys ain't getting paid. If you don't right. go back out oh, there, shit. you're not getting any money. And this is the guy from the Red Army. The coach is saying, I've never seen such violence in my life. And these right. are the guys that invaded Afghanistan and were skidding them alive. <laughs> um, but what's really great about that thing, too, is just to show... And you're, you're from Pittsburgh, so you understand... How right. tough those towns used to be. Like, oh, it's totally different. You're right. You used to have to fight to be in those towns. When the factories left out, guys would get in fights over what happened that day. <laughs> get fucking drunk and You fight. don't run into people with getting in fights without there being lawsuits and stuff. Yeah, you're doing time now. It's like, if it's, there's a fight, you're going to be locked up and that's it. There used to be, fighting was just like um, something that people did and told their children to do. Like, make sure you get in a fight. <laughs> you used to go to these Flyers games, and people would be fighting. The parade, there were people punching each other. <laughs> it sounds like just a brawl, constantly. It was. It was almost like a cowboy movie. <laughs> and then for some reason, the country that used to live that way got very kind of like never fight under any circumstances. And your body is a wonderland. You could kill someone. Um... Yeah, drinking and driving also was not so awful then. Um, let's get over here to Robert. You're on Fez. Yeah, buddy. Uh, man, I love Fezzy, man. I love the show, and I love all you guys. But uh, I think my man just needs to get the poison out. You know what I'm saying? Get a little, 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 little sexual release and get that poison out, man. I think that'll clear your mind. The Advice Show. Well, he's going to do his best. Jim, you're on the Run of Fez show. It seems to me that a nice MS diagnosis may explain away the asexuality and the gay. So we can explain away the gay. Um, well, we will see. The Advice Show. Uh, Jordan, you're on the Run of Fez show. I just wanted to let Fez know that when he's talking about nerves versus muscles, nerves are how you feel your muscles. It's how your brain is connected to your muscles. Well, I mean, I had checked, you know, to, with a with a podiatrist and who did a nerve test on me. But there's like, uh, you know, tremors and shakes and stuff and numbness and pins and needles. Maybe you're just chilly. It could be your nerves misfiring. 
which control your muscles. So I'm just gonna just I'm gonna go get it checked to make sure that if it is diabetes, that's what it actually is. All right, buddy. All the best to you. Will it be crushing if you find out you don't have MS? Would it be like the worst news ever? And then will you ever even be able to tell the boss? Or I mean, since you use that as an excuse. No, I'll tell him no matter what the tests are. Carpet bomb of truth today. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Truth day palm. Does that stick to kids? Yeah. Yeah. And I can't drop it. I can't drop it unless it only um, sticks to male adults. It's the only. It's the only way I would drop anything. Can't differentiate, man. Collateral damage. What if it only stuck to kids, and the adults were fine, but they just had fiery, destroyed kids in there? That could break their morale. So maybe we'd still want to. You got to do. That's why they say now they try to injure people rather than kill them in a war zone. So they stick around, people see, and then just fucking freak out. Right. Plus, it also takes more money and time. To take care of them. The same with one of the things of raping women is like you're kind of helping to destroy that society. That's fucked. Society from within. Well, if I was a doctor in these war-torn countries, I would just kill the people that are injured and put them down instead. Then that's how I'd fight back. Oh, yeah, a word came in for you. Worst doctor ever. Did our ice cream come in? Did we find it? It's Samantha found it. It's chilling in the booth. It's taken out, you know... Get out! Get out of that dry ice. Chilling in the booth. Yeah. Okay. Chilling in the booth. Fucking ice cream. Chilling in the booth. Um. Pat, you're in my face. Hey, Ron. What is Fizz Carafin's diabetes? It's not like he follows the rules now. Being a borderline diabetic. Um. He really doesn't care. It was just something to throw back up in the boss's face, like here. You're going to say I'm not doing well? Well, look how bad I am doing. Um, Ronnie, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Fez, I think you're turning into a zombie. I haven't been bitten by anyone yet. Still a virgin in that respect as well. Oh, no. You smoking salts? Smoking um, bee salts. <laughs> you came down with the bee salts? Brett, you're running Fez. You going to the barbecue? Hey, Fez. Maybe it's just a lack of cum in your asshole that's making you feel like this. Well, feel free to come over and put some in, big man. You know what? I'm straight. And honestly, I'm probably... Uh-huh. I probably... Yes. Yes, I'm sure you are. You're dreaming of cum in my asshole, my friend. You're in love with me. Why don't you admit it? What is that bit that you know when you do that? Of uh, it's the whole thing of the homophobic person who's really gay and hasn't come to terms with it yet. It's that theory. So it's gay versus gay. It's oh yeah. Something else that you guys have got to leave the straights out of. Just leave us out of your stuff. I know he's sitting there fantasizing about it and then can't help himself and calls in. What if we did a Fez Watley gay radio hour? Would that make you happy? Um, I guess we could do that. Sure. We'll do it on LQ. Down? Yeah, but I mean, I would still be here too, right? No. One or the other. You got to make your choice. Make your choice. 
Um, here's Liz in Chicago. You're on my Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Hey, Hicks. Right. I was just wondering if, uh, Pepper, could you do me a favor? What? You know when you get all upset at the interns, but you're not really upset, but you're like, hey, do this. I am fucking okay. upset at them. Yeah, get mad. Okay. My life's just been shitty, and I want to complain, and then I want you to yell at me and tell me that I'm being All right, let's do this. We'll play out. Okay. All right, it's, okay. you're seeing your therapist, <laughs> the world's worst therapist, Chris Stanley. Okay. What do you want? Hi, Dr. Stanley. Yeah. My life's just been bad. You know, I just... That's not my fucking problem. I know. Why don't you fucking keep it together and stop bitching so much? (sighs) Oh, my God. I had three fillings. Shut up. It's just fucking goddamn dentistry work. Everyone goes through it. It hurt. And then I saw a little baby bunny get picked up by a hawk. You're probably even lying about that. You don't even know what's going on right now. What the fuck? So I picked up the bunny and I brought it to the doctor. Beat it. Get out of my fucking office. And then, and then I got a ticket today for speeding, and it's my second moving violation. Good. I'll be on uh, point. Were you drunk? No, then I was sober. Been. Take your fucking goddamn license away. This is like, um... The fuck? This almost is kind of like abusive sexy. If there was such a thing as abuse porn, <laughs> you guys would be really good at it. I wonder if you there know, is any kind of verbal abuse porn. Probably. It's, it's kind of working. It feels good. I, I'm digging her. I, I think I'm, I'm a masochist or something, but I like this. Yeah. So, tell me, so, so should I go home and take some pills and drink some booze? Sure. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. I wouldn't even play. Oh. I wouldn't even say that as a joke because people die like that. Well, I don't know. I don't know what kind of pills she was talking about. I mean, Advil. Well, you, a headache. you know, it's not good for you. You know, whatever. Really? I mean, it could just be some uh, Tylenol or aspirin. You know. All no right, honey. Thank you. Bye, bye, Liz. Bye. That's Liz in Chi Town. Bye. Um, let's go over here to. Chris, Chris, you're on Fez. Yeah, Fezzy, I'm 100% sure your symptoms are related to your diabetes, but if you really want to get scared, start researching Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, God, man. <gasps> Fez ever comes in here and does the Lou Gehrig speech. The today, 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 I consider myself the luckiest man alive. Oh, man. Fuck, that would be great. Everyone would lose their shit. I know. It would be right up there with the Fez is coming out fucking show. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot more. This crying. time, Fez is coming out with Lou Gehrig's disease. Gonna shine a light on that. Um, good. Uh, you love talking about your diseases, right, Fez? It is one of the places that I don't see him in a hall and like the outside things. Uh, the out, if it's a news story that he has to talk about or have an opinion, it's tough for him to think. Have you explained that to the boss? Um, yeah, yeah, I think I've explained that, yeah. Why don't you go on doctor radio, and they just have to figure out what's wrong with you this week. Would you want to do that show? I would do that show, but I could still do this one, right? You got to stop saying that when you know that's not it. This would be a lateral move. Yeah, but I think that the doctor radio would only be one diagnosis, and then it would be done. Why? We've heard so many of your diagnoses since we've known you. Sundowners. Asperger's. Goes on and on and on. Diabetes. The feet. The boil. Oh, yeah. The MRSA. Fucking, yeah, the MRSA. I mean, we've been through it all. The stents. Restless leg syndrome. The MRSA was just a horrible rumor that was started around here. You did have boils. I have pictures still on my phone. Sometimes I see them. And this is something you can speak freely about. You're not there. You don't have to think of things. And you can just lay it out there. You can just give the straight facts. 
Um, here, um, let's go over here to Josh. Josh, you're on the run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, how's it going? Right. Hey, you know what the problem is, is with the boxes? They're just not seeing Fez for the visionary that he is. He's uh, going back to the old school, but instead of silent film, he's doing silent radio. Interesting. That's what I- it's a very interesting move. Back in those days, before they brought sound to radio, uh, it was <laughs> much quieter. Much quieter. Let's put on the dial there. Oh, wow. None's happening on there. Good. And you can still get fired, even though there wasn't any. <laughs> um, here's our buddy, John of Massachusetts. Yeah, Fez could go on WebMD.com and see if he has the symptoms for this. Hypochondriasm. Oh, oh shit. shit! Oh, damn. John coming out of nowhere with that one. Fucking... Yeah, like the stents are hypochondriac, like the heart attacks were. So you really are sick. That's what you like to put out there. Like, embrace that sickness. No, I'm saying not... Uh, yes, I get nervous, but not everything's hypochondria. I've had very real heart attacks. It's great radio. Tell us all about it. Go all the way through. Oh, that's okay. No one's interested. I'm interested. No, no one's... No one cares about that. Sure we do. Uh, first heart attack in 2005. And two more since then. And then a combined total of five stents. Off of three heart attacks and some blockages. And that basically wraps it up. Maybe two more stents coming. We don't know. There's two more, two more, two more bad areas in there. And then uh, some diabetes thrown in too. And that's really the whole thing until I get the next medical report. That was all I had on that. Kind of nearsighted. In post, let's tighten this up. Okay. Let me mark out one time. Um, let's go over here to uh, Mike. Mike, you're on Renfis. Yeah, hey, boys. The, the greatest, probably one of the greatest all-time NHL stories I've ever heard was when Norm McDonald was a kid. He was, um, I guess he was in Montreal at a Habs game watching the Flyers and the Habs, and after the game he was hanging out in the back of the forum waiting to see some players, and Dave the Hammer comes outside, and little excited Norm runs up and goes, hey, Mr. Schultz, can I have your autograph? And Dave tells him to fuck off and flips a cigarette at him. That's how they were in those days, too. Just dicks? Yeah, well, they weren't dicks, but they would treat people like... These guys would all go to the same bar in Jersey... After the games, fuck yeah, all right. And the and the fans would go there, and sometimes and some shit would start. But they kind of felt like they were just regular guys. All they right. didn't, they weren't like celebrities, but they were just yeah. like the regular guys that everybody loved. 
and especially a guy in Montreal for the night. They're in Montreal for the night, and, and everybody hates their guts. And some Canadian kid comes up. It's the only outlet for his frustration. It's like you know they're in enemy territory. They're not gonna they're not gonna be friends with the enemy. That's the way it was back then. They were just you know big, basically factory guys for the most part. All right, man. Thanks. Peace. Yeah, bye. Uh, I'm telling you, this could be a big movie. It sounds like it's gonna be fucking the shit. It's odd that Zombie's doing it, but you know whatever. It is odd that he's doing it, but he's getting it made. That's what counts. Um. Let's go over to Nick. Nick, you're running Fez. Uh, yeah, it sounds like Lyle is to me. Has he been around any ticks? Yeah, he does. he's had a tick on his balls for the last two years. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you're running Fez. Hey, Fezzy. I just feel like every time I call or pay you a compliment, I get hung up on. I just want to let you know, uh, you know, you're pretty funny sometimes, and especially like when that guy called and said, uh, you know, about the gay, and you said, well, why don't you come put it in my ass? I mean, so many times you have some good one-liners and someone calls, and I think you guys don't let well, Why don't you say something nothing. back to him, Fez? <laughs> Fez, say something to Mike. He's not Fez, talking okay. to you, Mike. Fez, I'm paying you a compliment, man. I think, I think you got a lot of good one-liners, and you should speak up some more. He's not saying anything. I know. I wish he would. I wish he would. I miss him. Mm. All right. Um... Eric, you're running Fez. Hey, Ron, I'm wondering if Molly's Cupcakes is ever going to open up anywhere around Young's Jersey Dairy in Yellow Springs, Ohio. Well, wouldn't that be a great idea? Shit. We need it. Yeah, that would be a great idea. Um, all right, peace. Uh, some people are saying that the... Uh, quiz may be a little bit easy we've got the michael ian black up that we hope uh fez can get uh megan mccain to take that quiz and win scott went big and be there scott know her man's mm. He's a little crazy today, huh? Yeah, and I've learned that it just doesn't, like, his pre-show state doesn't really denote what's going to happen on the air. Sometimes he seems fine, Yeah, and then it's weird. How was he today? He seemed fine. So I'm thinking maybe it's the opposite. Sometimes when he comes in a pitch, he'll just fucking get it out, and yeah. then he'll be good. It's fucking strange. It's all opposite. I love the thing that he does where he'll leave so much space. Like, you're like, go ahead and start talking. Yeah. And he'll just say a sentence, wait a little while, say a sentence, no, wait a while, say a sentence, and then kind of repeat the first sentence. So, and they'll be like, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> just what I said the first time. Same thing as standalone fruit. And that's it. And that's all I'm done. Well, he will actually make the statement, I am done. How can you be done? Uh, coming up in five minutes, it's Michael Ian Black and Megan McCain, America, You Sexy Bitch. Let me explain this to people. These two went out on the road visiting all of America oh, cool. in a Winnebago. Obviously, one of them liberal, the other one conservative. And it's finding out, can you get along? Would you consider yourself liberal or conservative? I'd say I w I'd lean more liberal. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
What made you that way? I don't know. I, I'm accepting of gay people. I'm pro-abortion. I'm, I mean, those are things that are typical. It always seems like it comes back to those two issues, doesn't it? But I think those are the things that people define themselves by Do you that. want prayer in school? Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. If, if you want to pray in school, it's fine. I don't care. Now, the weird thing is I uh, registered Democrat as a young man because I thought, well, I'm going to be a union guy my whole life. Yeah. Uh, now the unions are almost all gone anyway, or much weaker than they used to be. I registered Democrat because I was my parents were like broke as fuck, so I was like, "Poor people are Democrats." That's what I thought in my head. Yeah, yeah, that in your head, <laughs> like fuck the rich. That's right. Let's fucking take them out. Can you be friends with people that are, let's say, anti-gay marriage, anti-abortion, pro-prayer in school? Depends on how hardcore they are, and. Because they bring it up and say that's crazy talk. It'll be. It sounds like if that stuff comes up in the so conversation, it could be. It, could be, a, it could be a deal breaker for you. It could be, yeah. If they want to throw it in my face and whatever. Well, I'm friends with a guy who's like fucking so anti-abortion that he's just like, I'll never fucking abort it. That's crazy talk. But I'm fucking good friends with the guy, so it, dep it depends. Do you ever point out to him that that is pro part of pro-choice that he doesn't have to? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking it's like good way, news dude. for you, dude. Um. The uh, the Michael Ian Black is up right now. If you like to take the test, it's over on the uh, iBang. Good taste. Uh, Jerry in Houston. Is this the same guy who called us earlier today? Uh, he was. This is the first call of the day. I'm not sure, Jerry. You're on Ron Fez. Hey guys. Hey, I was the one who called about the Dave Chappelle thing. Apparently. I Congratulations. It's going to be a great night tonight. Fuck yeah. Dave Chappelle in Houston. He never does this yeah, stuff, yeah. man. He's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's not going to be there. Houston Improv Live. They basically put it up on their website in hopes to uh, get Dave Chappelle to show up. Dave Chappelle never actually confirmed it. So go ahead and, uh, you know, never show up to the improv ever because they're lying pieces of shit. Well, you <laughs> went from let's save the improv <laughs> to the yeah, awful em. people. Fuck them. Fuck them. Wow, They're already on their really, last legs anyway. That got ugly fast. Damn. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you lie to your customers and say that somebody's going to show up without actually having it confirmed. They said they were going to sell the tickets, like he was actually going to show up. They didn't actually know that. They just figured, hey, if we post this up on the website, he'll have to show up, right? I don't know. You know, you got us involved in this. Exactly. It was a good thing, you, but I don't want to take shots at him because yeah. I don't know. The whole thing. Maybe they did think they had the guy. I don't know. Yeah, Jerry. Well, well, Jerry, what are you going to do if the improv leaves? Then you won't have shit. That's and, right. Well, we don't. We don't deserve it. Apparently, we don't deserve it. All right, there's the Jerry. His life is destroyed because there won't be a Dave Chappelle show tonight. Alex in Philly. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, call about the uh, Rob Zombie doing the Broad Street Bullies. I, I think. Uh, I got faith in him because, uh, you know, it's totally different because he's a horror and gore kind of guy. But could you imagine, you know, the kind of blood and gore that's going to be on the ice when they show that? Because the Broad Street Boys, you know, where I'm guessing you grew up around that time, right? Yeah, oh uh, yeah. I was at the. Uh, I, I went to some of those games and went yeah, to the parades. You couldn't have done dude. anything in Philly back then when that uh, wasn't just blowing up. I mean, it was really a real part of the. 70s and street hockey That's took awesome. over. Oh, Kids yeah. would fight in street hockey games. But I, I'm going to say this. I don't even know his films, but I, I'll go see the movie. I mean, I think it's a great premise. Uh, 
uh, you guys that don't know the story are going to laugh your asses off. <laughs> you will not believe. Have you seen the documentaries? Like, no, I've heard, no, I've heard you talk about it. They I, are so funny and crazy. <laughs> and sounds just, awesome. And then also, you see that so many people in the stands were dressed in that weird 70s pimps, you know, just polyester and fucking satin. Hell just yeah. Just going fucking crazy. I mean, just guys going bananas. But um, I remember we were at the parade. They took it to uh, the same place that they did Live Aid. So there was like 90,000 people when you got to the end of the parade. And we sat there smoking tie stick. We were just... That sounds amazing. And like fucking... You were with adults and shit, and everybody just, thought everything was great. It's a fucking party. They were like, we are getting fucked up. Our town isn't shit. It's fucking great. I don't care what anyone says. Go ahead, children. Smoke your fucking weed. We're all winners today. Um, so, yeah, I think he's got a uh, a terrific fucking story to be able to do this on. I hope he can pull it off. You know, I... I have a tendency to wait until, you know, people make shit before I decide that I hate them. And then if there are people that I like, like this um, P.T. Anderson, they put out another clip yesterday. Oh, yeah, The, the Master, yeah. I don't even know what it is, and it looks great to me. I fucking, don't, I don't know, the trailer's up there, just the last scene when he's in the jail cell. and they're t Whatever, the whole thing just, it seems fucking awesome. I cannot wait for this fucking movie. His last movie was so goddamn good. That every opportunity I get to watch it, you know, when it comes back on, I do. I think to myself, man, I I feel like I haven't really even completely grasped this movie yet, you know? It's a fantastic fucking film. The first time I saw it, I was blown the fuck away. You were? I was like, this isn't... Daniel Day-Lewis is just a fucking... No, did you love the music? Yeah, I loved it. Giant Greenwood. I thought it was fucking great. He's doing the music again in this one. Perfect. Uh, and the music fucked with me at first because I, I always have a problem of music that didn't exist when <laughs> things happen, but I'm slowly getting out of that. Django and Chain, then. <laughs> uh, Tarantino helped me do that by, um, bringing in the Bowie song. The cat people. Yeah. And I, I don't know what it was about when that thing came out. I love that scene. That was fucking amazing. Where at the beginning of the fucking film, or when they're showing the film in the Nazi yeah. theater. Well, I saw that the first time I saw it was the screening. So I'm watching it with film critics. And that fucking song starts in the thing. And I'm rising out of my seat. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Good do like, it. Trying to, you know, critics don't want to get fired up in a fucking movie. Um, so I'm I'm getting out of that a little bit. Good, because this, this is going to be a good one. Yeah, the, this master, I guess it takes place like in the 40s or whatever. It's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's supposed to be like uh, right after the war and into the 50s. And supposedly Scientology. He's uh, he's Elrond, basically. I should be Elrond. I should be Elrond Bennington. Try to get some shit going for myself out Can there. Can you get me clear? That's my yeah. problem. Eventually, with enough money, all right, you will get clear. And I also need you to get all your friends in here. I'll try. Get them fucking get, part of it. Get on, get them on the e meter. Fucking see how many thetans are up in their brains. I'm pretty sure I could probably hypnotize that goddamn Kokomo Joe to make some things happen. Kokomo, you want to join a cult? <laughs> he should.
Uh, I'm told. So, America, You Sexy Bitch is the book. Uh, Michael Ian Black and Megan McCain will be coming in. Now, she's a Republican. Yeah. Unlike yourself, but do you feel like you can get along with her? I think I can get along with Megan McCain. Go now, back. a lot of Republicans get mad at her. That's right. Because she says legalize pot, yeah. legalize the gay marriage. Yeah, there you go. See? I'll party. Um, stop bombing Vietnam. We're still bombing Vietnam? Sometimes. When we're drunk. <laughs> Whatever. There's mostly jungle out there anyway. Jungle love. All right, so uh, we will bring them in. America, you sexy bitch. A love letter to freedom. Uh, let's bring in Megan McCain and the always funny Michael Ian Black. Megan McCain and Michael Ian Black. The new book is America, You Sexy Bitch. Well, first of all, let me say this. Congratulations, because I think it's a well-written book about a topic that people don't really get into enough of can we sit around disagreeing with each other occasionally without hating each other and calling each other names. Thank you. Yes, Thank that's you the much. exact yeah. idea of the book. That yeah. was the hypothesis, yeah. that we think you can do that, and it turns out you can. Well, you know, when I talked to you and we did the Unmasked show, the way that you had no idea what the book was going to be or what you were going to be doing, I almost thought it was going to be one of those quick book of lists and maybe some cartoon faces and a, a throwaway celebrity book. But you guys, if you go through this, you put a hell of a lot of work into it, and you both are kind of even hard on yourselves and your own personalities and catch yourselves being prejudiced. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Were, we, but we think honesty and showing, as Michael said earlier, all our warts and the ugly parts of how we acted on the road were just as important as the good parts. I mean, who's going to believe that we were on our best behavior and got along well the whole time? Well, you can't go on the road with your friends no. and get along. I know. Your best friend, you will hate by the time. If you drive from here to L.A., you will hate each other in Nebraska. <laughs> Later, you'll have fun again. Hate each other in the desert. It just happens. It's true. You know, we it's didn't. True. You know, we didn't know each other when we started this trip. We were strangers, more or less, basically strangers. Mm -hmm. 
And we had committed to writing this book and decided, you know, to, to, to take our lives in our hands with each other and go <laughs> on the road, get in an RV, drive across the country for a month and see what came of it. And being honest about, as you said, our prejudices and the stereotypes we have about each other was important. It was important to acknowledge that we're not perfect people. We don't have all the answers. We don't even know what the questions are half right. the time. But we're but but we care enough about our country and we care enough um, about wanting to know more to start asking and to start engaging with each other. So you even though you're both funny people. The, the serious concept. Well, hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. hilarious. Okay, no, you're legendary. Well, legendarily, yes. And by, I don't know how hilarious I am. By, <laughs> funny. Well, the book is very funny. It Thank really you. is. And I do think that you're also funny when you catch yourself, you know, doing things like a half an hour before felt one thing, and then you're like, all right, I'm over that. Like, I, I don't care. know why I have, was so mad. Michael, Michael's like, favorite thing about me is I'll be really angry, and then I have the attention span of a hamster. And I'm like, oh, I was angry? I'm not yeah. angry anymore. What has happened? Well, we moved on 10 minutes ago. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> but, you, but you open up about that in the book, and most people can't do that. To be totally honest, most people can't say, oh, I don't know why I was, you know, so upset about this. But you're also, unlike a lot of other people that are in politics, willing to change your mind, which is a dangerous thing to do in politics. It is. People don't respect it, but it is the exact opposite of being insane. You know what I mean? An insane person <laughs> would never change their mind, never grow. I agree. I mean, I'm I'm 27 and I'm mm -hmm. I'm still I'm still a young woman, a youngish woman and um I'm always evolving and growing and my perspective is always changing and I I I was attacked recently for um you know changing my mind about things and um about specifically marijuana legalization. I'm like I'm living my life and I'm I'm just living and I'm experiencing things and my mind changes and mm -hmm. that makes me human and I know in politics I'm supposed to know everything and you know everyone that's a Democrat is supposed to be evil and doing everything wrong and never, you know I, I know what I'm supposed to think but I, I agree with you I think it's insane to never change your mind You've about got to be able to grow and here's one of the things I kind of feel bad about you guys about is that you go in depth about this in the book and yet I when I googled your name all the hot button things come up. So the almost every article is uh, Megan McCain wants pot legalized. Like that's what mm -hmm. the whole book is about, and it's just one small part of it. And you're not even like totally committed to that's you know just legalizing it across the board. But we can't get beyond the hot button things, can we? No, it's true. It's yeah. true. It's a funny thing in politics, and maybe I didn't really appreciate this until I started writing this book, how, as you said, you're supposed to be monolithic in your beliefs that that somehow changing your mind or being open to new ideas is a, is a, is a sign of character weakness. Mm -hmm. And in fact, in life, as you said, it's the exact opposite. You have to be uh, a sociopath mm -hmm. to right. just be so narrowly focused on issue after issue after issue and never change your mind about anything. And I think the ideological rigidity that's going around in, in, that, that is so prevalent in, in politics is what is one of the things that's really turning people off because people don't live their lives like that. So they don't see themselves reflected back at them in mm -hmm. their political leaders, which is what you want in a re representative democracy. And yet there are enough people to go. If you show anything, you're weak. They will get mad. Uh, well, Obama takes a lot of heat because people think that he's weak. Uh, so many people that uh, were crazy about your dad in 2000 got mad at him when they saw him with the religious right. As if 
if that most of us have to be pissed off at our government for some of us to feel good about ourselves. It's a rough situation. Mm-hmm. And yet you both still really got out in the country, love America as much as ever. Because it is a great country, which sometimes we forget about while we're fighting. I agree. I, uh, one, of, one of the things that I'm trying to do in my own life is to define myself as a patriot and to use that word very deliberately because that word itself, a love of country, has become so politicized. The word patriot has become a property of the Republican Party, which I just think is nuts. Democrats, for whatever reason, are, are painted in these broad strokes as somehow not loving their country as much as Republicans. And it's a shame because we do. I think we have, I think a lot of times we have a different relationship and a different kind of appreciation and love for the country, but it's no less sincere and it's no less passionate. Right. I'm a patriot. And yet the Republicans get the, they love the flag, but hate the government. They want to get rid of the government. But one of the things that I think is really terrific about the book, and I'm going to recommend it again, uh, America, you sexy bitch, is that you guys find out that in many ways, uh, Michael's a lot more conservative than you are, and you're liberal about plenty of things, and yet th- the stereotypes is not going to... If you tell someone you're a Republican or you're a Democrat, they think just the opposite. Mm-hmm. So we're more complex than any any kind of uh, role that they can hang on us. Exactly. And no, yeah. no one person is so linear. They can fit every single box. I mean, they may lie to you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Michelle Malkin may lie to you and say that she is this person exactly, exactly, exactly. This is the toe. I toe the party line 100%, but I don't want to be a ditto head. I don't think that's flattering. I don't think having someone else think for me is a positive thing, especially when it comes to politics and how we're running our country. You get a lot of heat from the right, not just yeah, from the left. Yeah. And you get heat from the left. She gets more heat from the right than I she gets from the left. I get heat yeah. from extreme conservatives. They they tend to be. And uh, extreme conservative pundit land, their followers, mm-hmm. those are the people that seem to be the harshest and most cruel and most persistent. And also people, I think, and I've watched you do some TV, they only are interested in the surface things with you. I mean, you still have to go back to John McCain's daughter. How does your dad feel about this? I know. You're a grown-up person. 50 years old. People are going to ask me what my dad thinks. And yet, you also have stated those things enough. It's like we can't hear the same... We need to hear the same things over and over every goddamn day. I know. And it's what's so funny to me is sometimes I'll repeat things from my last book, and they're like, mm-hmm. Megan McCain announces. And I was like, that book came out like two and a half years right. ago. And I talked about that then. It's like, people just don't do their research. And I don't know, man. Well, Michael, your thing of being a comedian, you want, of course, everyone to buy what you're selling. So does this hurt at all of any of your stand-up stuff? If people think that you're too liberal, do you lose part of your audience? I don't know. I don't think anybody who's a fan of mine would be surprised to discover that that I'm generally liberal. And, mm-hmm. if, and, and, and if my politics, I think, are going to affect the way somebody views my comedy, you know, fuck yeah. them. I don't, I don't know that I need those people. His, his turbo fans, though, like his his extreme like Stella the State fans hate me. That is not it's true. true. I've gotten a lot of Twitter tweets, things sent <laughs> to my Facebook account, like how dare you work with him? He's mine. <laughs> yeah, they I all do want to and then here's the other tough thing about of for you, I guess, to deal with Michael is because he is a contrarian in the way that I think that he could argue whatever side of a topic he needed to make a point. That's what uh, a comedic mind will yeah. do. So, I mean, the funny thing is saying like 
you're a liberal, but there's plenty of things that the state has done, Estella's done over the years, that is offensive to people who kind of invent it politically correct. Oh, we did blackface yeah. for one thing. You know, <laughs> we and did? oh yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Let me get out of here. Why? <laughs> um I think, you know, a comedian's job a lot of times is to push buttons, is to right. sort of do things that you kind of know are offensive, but you're doing them hopefully to make a larger point. You're doing them to show, to sort of show the mirror of political correctness. I look, liberals drive me crazy. Sure. Um because liberals at their worst, are the sanctimonious police, and they want everybody to operate under certain uh, constraints of political correctness. In, 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 and what's funny about it is the people who are most offended by a racial joke or a sexual joke or whatever tend to be the people who it's not even aimed at. I mean, if I make a black joke, for example, in my comedy act, the people who tend to laugh the loudest are the black people. The people who are most uncomfortable are are the whites, you know, who who, mm-hmm. who sit there and, and feel very sort of um Ill, Ill at ease and 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 in my comedy anyway that's part of the point the point is to make you feel that ill at ease not to not for its own sake but to make you go well why do i feel that way why am i uncomfortable uh if somebody even brings up racial issues and i also think it is a mistake to say the fact that we're all equal does not mean that we're all the same mm-hmm. megan was raised in a totally different way than you neither one of you have a lot in common with somebody from south chicago or miami beach mm-hmm. so why act like we all think and move the same way it's insanity one it's of, crazy. One of the things that Megan and I really made an effort to do in this book was to talk about stereotypes. In this case, they were stereotypes about Democrats and Republicans, and to have fun with those stereotypes and yeah. to laugh at ourselves as much as we're laughing at the other person. That's that that was important to us because it feels like laughter that 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 is that common ground that we can stand on. That ability to look at ourselves and see our own ridiculousness starts to open the door, so you can walk through and have the conversation. Yeah. Have you lost any friends over? political stuff before megan oh, have yeah. you yeah oh yeah oh my god yeah. it's awful there's nothing like it there's nothing like losing a friend over something you say publicly gay marriage was a big one i had a lot of people all and it's uh i think what people don't understand um when it comes to politics and speaking your mind and i think people think this is so easy like this is something that i just said you know what i'll do politics because my dad's a famous politician it didn't it was very i i didn't want to do this this is not what i wanted to do with my life i joined my father's campaign for two years and i was literally on the road for two years literally i had stuff in storage and i learned everything and got exposed to everything and then i was inspired but politics and what i say on tv i mean the one thing i'm grateful with michael and i's relationship is he he just supports me and loves me and it's nice to have someone like that out there in the world that just i think i could say something really crazy and he would still have my back but i've had close friends very close friends can call me a bad christian a bad republican people don't want to be seen around me publicly i've had politicians that i thought were friends of mine on the road uh, a very big musician that was a, a very big musician that was a friend of mine when i came out for gay marriage like sent me a really nasty email was like i didn't know this about you I've i want to guess it's a friends. country musician no actually really a rock musician yeah uh no uh it doesn't matter yeah, it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, i'll just narrow it down i know i'm like i don't want to get it to but you know it just people i would never i very rarely let politics get involved yeah. with my relationships with people but it's hurtful it's horrible it's a horrible way to live sometimes and yet i think it's happened to all of us before even with family yeah you know this kind of stuff will, will uh 
pop up. But I was saying I registered as a Democrat as a kid because it was going to suit me at 18 because I thought I was going to be a union guy. Mm -hmm. And that was the one decision I made. And I think most of us do either stuff like that because of your neighborhood or, you know, my mom's a teacher, so I'll get involved in this way uh, or in the military, whatever you think it is. And then as the years go by, you're kind of stuck with this thing that an 18-year-old kid made the decision. Well, um, you can change your party affiliation. You yeah, know that. but then you got to go down, and the next oh, thing you know, know. you're going <laughs> to get jury no, duty. This is one of the things I talk about. You know, one of the things I talk about with college students, I, I'm, on the, I'm on this board of this uh, campaign that's trying to change the day that people vote, but it's incredibly complicated to change your registration, and he's right. My friend Piper changed her registration to um, Republican from Independent. She got jury duty twice in one year. <laughs> yeah. She's like, the things I did for your father. <laughs> right. I'll tell you, I did grand jury for a month last year downtown mm. Manhattan. Oh my God. I never want to go through it again. Oh. It was the most horrific thing oh. I've ever seen. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Um, so you guys now, what is the, the, are you getting the kind of feedback? Are you getting the kind of discussion that you guys wanted on this book? Or? I think we're starting to. The initial, yeah. the initial wave we got when it first came out last week was a kind of love it or hate it thing. And yeah. I think what we're, what we're realizing now is that most of those people either hadn't read it or had an agenda. Yeah. Now that people, actual consumers are starting to buy it and digest it, I think it's having the exact effect that I was hoping it would have. Yeah. which is people are going thanks for writing something that's got me questioning my own beliefs. sure yeah that's important the other thing i think is important is to road trip to <laughs> yes. get out and just not think of the people in the other part of the country as something but drive around meet them talk to them because it's not that difficult you no. know, and it's still the best American vacation. Totally. It's still the best American vacation. And it's amazing the difference, like in the book, uh, going from New Orleans to Little Rock and how quickly you're actually, it's not that long of a drive. Mm -hmm. And it's still an incredibly two different places i think that's different phenomenal worlds, man. yeah yeah no and i think the problem with uh the beltway and the media and politics is there's too many people in washington and too many people in new york city that are pontificating about what america is really like and what americans want and i don't think you can say that unless you have traveled across this country at least in the last year yeah like you don't get to sit in dc and whatever studio talking about what americans want if you actually haven't met an american <laughs> outside of new york and dc in five years and yeah. i find that a lot unfortunately and I also think a lot of those people f are feeling unheard and yes. the people out there. You've got a bit of carny of you for traveling so much now. Oh, now I that it's I know. you get gypsy. I, sh I should have been a musician, literally, yeah. because I was addicted to the road after being on the road with my father. And I actually didn't travel that much on his plane. It was like strictly buses for two years. And then I get, we'll go on the road with Michael. I'll go on the road all the time for speaking engagements. I love it. I would live out of a suitcase for my whole life if I could. Was it fun traveling around with Michael, though? Oh, and yeah. yeah, I got him to start drinking, which I'm particularly proud of. And <laughs> yeah, I didn't right. really drink before I, I met Megan. Now I'm a borderline alcoholic. <laughs> He's no Your longer story. getting his work done or no. showing up back at his home. <laughs> no, it's just a lot of it's, wild it's, turkey. In it's your just back a lot pocket. of sitting yeah. in the backyard, staring vacantly, <laughs> sipping wild turkey. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, I don't drink. And I was like, you do now, motherfucker. <laughs> now, you feel like you've gotten to know Michael well, right? Oh, yeah. I think we know each other extremely well. All right. So we've got the 
the test that's going around the web right now. So you think you know Michael Ian Black. You'll be able oh. to take this. And it's a pass-fail oh, no. about his fantastic career. What if I fail? Wouldn't that be awful after all this time you spent together? Okay, let's start the quiz. Yeah. We'll give that a start. And then many travels across America. Which of these places do Michael Ian Black and Megan McCain not visit in their new book? You should know this one. This, this one, one you should. should this, <laughs> this should be a gimme. Unless it's a blackout. That's the only way. If we didn't visit Miami. All right. So there we go. Oh, oh she's got to be able to pull this off. Michael Ian Black has over 1.7 million Twitter followers. In 2009, he had 300 when he started what was called the first ever Twitter war. Oh. LeVar Burton. I know You're that. doing very well. You started uh, Twitter Wars. Huh? I did. I started a Twitter war with yeah, LeVar Burton. It. Yeah. True or false, when world-class poker player Michael Ian Black won Game 3 of the second tournament on Celebrity Poker Showdown, the last player at the table facing MIB was Norm MacDonald. Do you know this? I think Ooh. that's false. That is absolutely true. That was oh, true? Oh, boy. Yeah. You're in trouble. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> that's a while. That was like in the 90s. I was a <laughs> child. That was in elementary school. It was in the 2000s. Yeah. Um, he's pitching Ceramist. Oh, good. You need that. I didn't know that. You look really cute in that Thanks, commercial. Uh, in the classic film, What Hot American Summer, what does Bradley Cooper kick out of the way during his sex scene with Michael Ian Black that both gays and straights consider one of the hottest scenes in movie history in here? I'm not sure I know this. I'll is this think soccer ball? It is. I would have guessed that. Yeah, soccer it is ball. a soccer ball. <laughs> Boom. Oh my God, you guys really went to True town on or this. Yeah. Ah, yeah, on the state, LaVon, played by the talented Mike Lane Black, and Barry get down with $240 worth of Jello. Oh, that's a tough one. That's that good. is a tough one. Oh, my God. The state is not my strength. Well, you know you get a 50-50 chance. You know you get a 50-50 chance. I'm going to say false. Oh, that's right. False is correct. It doesn't sound like you. When did well, the it's, very it's very bold... close to being right. Do I wish you were playing this in the RV the whole time? Uh, where did the it's making very... me uncomfortable. Uh, where did should. the very bold Mike Lee and Black tell Ron Bennington on Unmasked oh. was the first place he ever did a one-hour stand-up set with no prior experience? Oh, I won't know this. I don't know. Uh, that is right. You just went Boston out and did a one-hour. Yeah. Boston College? No, Boston College is incorrect. Mm, boy. Uh oh! You're doing very well. That's that's pretty obscure. You're doing very well. According to the title of an essay in Mike Lean Black's literary masterwork, My Custom Van, you didn't read it. And fifty other mind-blowing essays that will blow your mind all over your face. Which noted humorist does MIB ask, "Why don't you just go ahead and suck it?" I don't know who Garrison Keillor is. Oh my god! Oh my god! He's the most American American. Really? Yeah, he's the host of a Prairie Home Companion. On, oh, it's on NPR. NPR. That's why you wouldn't know. Yeah, you wouldn't know. It's yeah. on NPR. I am 27 years yeah. old. Um, <laughs> I, uh, Dave Barry. That sounds oh, no. Why would anyone fight with Dave Barry? I don't. I, it's not Betty uh -oh. White. Oh, this is it. This according, is the we'll see whether she did. According yeah. to the title of an essay in Michael Ian Black's literary masterwork, my custom. <laughs> I didn't. What? No, oh, you did better than that. Oh. No, you did better than that. Oh. I'm a loser. I'm sorry. Other than someone, Good other than. Night, <laughs> oh, jeez. Should I leave? No. <laughs> Megan, I don't think I could pass one of these out. Should I leave? I know. Let's do one about me for him. We should. I know. We should. One about me. I don't think I would pass. I really don't. I'm sorry. I mean this in the nicest way possible. I love you and we're friends, but I made it quite clear I was not a comedy groupie before oh. we met. Okay, well, but you just guys for the did, record. But you are now. You guys did go to one of the classic comedy shows on the we road did. in the book. We did. Uh, 
why don't you tell a little bit about that? Because I can't believe I just lost that. It totally blew I don't away. think you should have lost. I think you only got three wrong. Three out of eight, though. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, that's oh, not yeah. good. That's, yeah. fair. <laughs> that's failing on any scale. Yeah, it now is I, failing. Now I'm actually I upset. Agree with you. Now I'm really upset. <laughs> we went to see Yakov Smirnoff yeah. in Branson, Missouri, and we asked to meet with him before we met him because we he was a great American success story, and he said no. He said, I'm not interested in meeting Megan McCain and Michael Ian Black. He said it in a much nicer way, but it was still no. He said, I, you know, I have too much like, I'm to do. Extremely I'm very busy. <laughs> in Russia, you in know. <laughs> like, oh. Russia. I'm extremely busy and important. Right. We're like, yeah. you live in Branson. We know you're not busy. We know exactly where you are. And the great thing is you actually had a meltdown watching I had a complete show. melt. I had like yeah. a, I had like, I was like breaking out in hives <laughs> and sweating. It was a two hour show. One of the worst things Michael and I have ever seen both in our entire lives. He spends half of it trying to hawk DVDs and his other <laughs> dinner show yeah. and another show that he's doing in Branson, which I get it. Guy's got to hustle, whatever. Right. Not during your show. Not during your show. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if and I could just bring this up. What's great, just... though, is you kept selling it for him. You were laughing and trying to help was... along. Well, first of all, <laughs> it's like He does 15... this one part where he comes out and shake hands, and he shook Michael's hand. It was like, like and he's like kind of crying because he's talking about America. Oh. <laughs> and Michael shook his hand. And it's a giant theater, right? It's like right? 1,500 <laughs> seats. There's maybe 25 people there. So we're like front and center like with everybody. Okay, fine. 30 people there. And so he can see us. So I feel like I, I, feel like I have to laugh at his joke. I have this <laughs> smile plastered on my face. Megan is glaring at right. him. Her arms are crossed in front of her chest. She's just staring at him. The bitchiest look on her face. I didn't know why. Because I was, go I was having an internal meltdown about my life because I saw it in his show... It, it could use some updating to put sure. nicely. I mean, I think everyone should continue evolving and growing, as we just talked about. And I just thought, what if this is it? What if these are the only stories I've ever got? This is it. Like, this is as good as it gets in my life. And I'm going to, like, have to talk about my father running for president. And those will be the <laughs> only stories I will ever have for the rest of my life. In Branson, Missouri. And, and I will end up mm -hmm. in Branson on a stage making right. my speech that hasn't changed since mm -hmm. I was 27. And, and I had a meltdown. And Michael got to deal with it. Yeah. He got to deal with it. And he, But that was, like, your ghost of Christmas future. Totally. Like, because of what he did. Maybe your life will be better. <laughs> Maybe. But you know what's yeah. really weird is I had him in my club, uh, uh, comedy club, back in the early 90s, and it's the same show. Uh. Like, even before he went to Branson, he was doing that was show. Was it popular when your show? No, no, no. He had a rough time there that weekend. I don't know what the... You know, he sold it out because he had been on TV, and everybody's like, oh, he's been on TV. Let's go there. But once he got there, it was... Did he cry? No, he wasn't that desperate. He was still, you know. But happy. I feel kind of bad because I'm like making fun of people and being nasty to people, and I, I hope this never gets back to him. Oh, it will. I, I know. You uh, he needs to hear it though. But he's going to hear it in a giant house in Branson with swimming pools in every room that he swung. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's made a lot of money off. This, yeah, yeah. No, know? and I just we, I my reaction was strange, and I'm the first person to admit that. I should have just laughed and been like, "Oh, that was a hokey show." Right. And I, he didn't know that like some girl was just going to have a meltdown and then write about it in her book and then talk about it on the radio. I know, know, but if he had met with us, maybe it would all yeah. would have been different. None but, of the comedians would meet with you. Uh, we, I think he's the only comedian. Well, we asked Al Franken. Al Franken, who Al, should have. Al Franken was a flat I note. Have, yeah. I have later heard he 
doesn't give interviews. I heard yeah. he, he doesn't give interviews at all. My friend, I was like, we were so insulted. And she was like, it, he's like the getting Moby Dick, apparently. Uh, so. Is it because he doesn't want to ever be seen as funny now? Is like he, He's rejecting. Yeah. Honestly, this is what I heard. I don't know if it's true. My friend said he just doesn't want to talk about his time on SNL or being a comedian. Right. Well, I understand that. I don't think that that's what we would have talked about. But regardless, that makes me feel better. Because we got a flat now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, dude, I'm a comedian. <laughs> and then every everybody that Megan wanted showed up. You know what I mean? The Republic- Let me yeah. tell you something. The Republicans in general are the nicest people in the world. Yeah, they're just, they could like- not have been more open hearted and welcoming towards me, and uh, that was a surprise to me. My it- friends like my my family and my friends, other than my father, really like Michael. So <laughs> you know what's weird too is that the Republicans are always really nice. To the SNL impressionists, they mm. always bring them down. Hey, do that bit, yeah. you know, where you know you can go up and do the bush in front of Bush, and they're always good about it. Yeah, because yeah. it's flattering. Yeah. I mean, being impersonated on Saturday Night Live is iconic, no matter what they're saying about you. I don't know. I think did Palin like it? I don't think Palin liked it. She did. She, she went, went with the bit she went for on. sure. She went on. You yeah. know, and I don't know whether it was the most helpful thing to her because they, you know. I used to intern on SNL, and I was part of that conversation, a little thing I don't think I've ever talked about before, and I told her not to do it. Oh, really? I said, don't do it. Yep, and she did anyway. I remember. Do you think it was a mistake now, or? Um, I don't know if it was a mistake. I don't know if anything could have changed that. I think yeah. my father could have had Jesus as his running mate, and it really would have made that much of a difference, because people were so in the throes of Obama mania, but I just didn't think at that time... I had I had interned at SNL, which it's not like working there, but I had interned there, mm-hmm. and I just sort of knew that it probably they weren't doing it in like the way that they were doing it to Obama in a sure. Was we make fun of him because we have to? It was a we're making fun of you when we think you're stupid sort of thing. Right, and they did tee off that night, and it was one of those times where that show was watched like it oh, was yeah. the seventies again, oh, yeah. and everybody was just loving Tina and just I mean yeah, it, it yeah. was a tough thing. For your dad's campaign to be able to play that down, but she didn't. Yeah, yeah. she. Um, yeah, yeah, she I got through it. It was good. To, I think for her to to at least appear to have a sense of humor about it and to, and to appear to be a good sport. Yeah, but, I mean, maybe I was wrong. But I, I do. Oh, I, I, I don't, actually don't know time. that you are wrong. But I, I'm sure that was the thinking. But Tina Fey's impersonation, I think, was as devastating to a to a political candidate as as anything i've ever seen and and what was interesting about it was a lot of the times if she was just using her own words she was just saying what sarah palin said but she just did it with that i mean it was just brilliant the way she did it mm. i don't know if i thought it was brilliant but it was, you didn't think it was so brilliant you thought it was a little mean-spirited i i you know i'm obviously incredibly yeah. biased but i just remember thinking that it wasn't that it wasn't it was sexist and on some level like i just feel like it's so easy to make fun of women and hillary clinton was also made i didn't really love how they make fun of hillary clinton yeah. either um i don't know i i just i didn't love it i'll just leave it See, that. that's leave it the other that. thing that's interesting about you you are kind of a feminist as well as a republican and normally that doesn't go hand i don't hand. understand why other than the pro-life pro-choice mm-hmm. argument um but I can I definitely consider myself a feminist, and we've actually had a lot of people that have come to me about using the word bitch in our title. If that somehow makes right. me anti-feminist, and I always quote Madonna, not that one should always be quoting Madonna <laughs> when it comes to politics, but she says, "I'm smart, I'm ambitious, and I know exactly what I want. And if that makes me a bitch, fine." Yeah. And that's how I feel. I'm like, I know exactly what I want. And I told Michael because he called me a bitch a little while ago, and I was like, "Bitches get shit done. I don't mind. Yeah. Call me a bitch all day long. 
it doesn't bother me. I will get in your face. I will get stuff done, like whatever. And I think it's meant to be empowering. It's meant to be irreverent. I know that you're pro-military too, but have you seen this documentary about what women have been dealing with in the military? It might be perfect. I was just on a view, and the ladies that are starring yeah. in it were in it. I have not seen it yet, but I want to. Yeah, I heard you got it's, to. I heard it's really intense. It is intense, and it was like a whole world that I did not know women still had to deal with. Like it was one of those, it was like a shocking, like like you just feel naive all over again, which happens every once in a while in your life. Yeah, no, you know? I, I'm definitely going to watch it once I have time. It's really great to have you in here, and I can't uh, say this enough. You guys took this work very seriously. You could tell that both of you guys put a lot of thought into this. It's really terrific writing, and these are issues that for whatever reason, maybe because it's hard to do, we don't talk about enough in this country that can we sit here disagree and still not hate each other and and find ways to move ahead and i i think it's a great book i really do thanks ron and i'm really proud of you and thank burning you. love is terrific thank too. you i just uh we have a thing where we sit around and watch it every monday and thursday before we head back it's funny as hell thanks uh great to see you guys i hope you stop back again sometime thank Anytime. you thank we'll, you so much uh, sorry about losing that test I but can't believe I lost that <laughs> <test>. <laughs> yeah, but you know you can retake it so i that'll will be already good. take it michael all right <laughs> thank um you. we'll be right back run fish It is the Ron and Fez Show, and we are enjoying some great ice cream here. Hicks, tell everybody where it came in from. That's Young's Farm. It's fucking delish. Ish. Ush. Delicious. It's deli. Uh, they sent us all different kind of flavors. It's fantastic. You can get it shipped to you as well. Now, we are uh, going to do a first responder's contest you know michael ian black is one of my just favorite people he's just smart and nuts at the same time <laughs> as most of the people from the state are oh hell yeah um love him love the state love michael ian black so we've got s some signed stuff to give out for the first responders in the contest um let's uh let people know you can go to the ibang for their names and Hicks will also give them out. That's right. For Michael Ian Black, it's at Michael Ian Black. And for Miss McCain, it's McCain Blaguette. Let's McCain uh, do a sign book Blaguette. for um, one on the Michael Ian Black side, one on the uh, McCain Blaguette. Nice. Um, do you know who else they were going to do here? 
I heard there was some shows that I would have expected, political shows that I would have expected that they would have been doing that they were not. And it's because maybe this whole thing doesn't fit into what we like to do, which is fight and fight and fight and fight and fight and fight and fight. And fight, and fight. Fez, her feelings were crushed that she failed that test. Did you feel bad? I felt bad because all of it, because at one point she mm. knew she would, like, I think it was the question about the college. She looked up at me like, please point me in the right direction. Why didn't you help a little bit? Why didn't you cheat her? It's nudge. Well, Why didn't you cheat her? I wanted her to take the quiz. Oh, what the fuck? Why didn't you cheat her? What? Her dad was a hero. Come I on. understand. He was a goddamn prisoner of war. Did you ever read that book? No, I, I just heard the stories. I will tell you, it's one of the most difficult things that you'll ever read in your life. <sighs> they, I don't know if I should use the word soulless, but I can't think of another word. It's a soullessness that takes place there. Um, are we uh, doing uh, another Unmasked uh, today? I think we might be doing the next Unmasked. Holy shit. That's it's, the way things are going. It's just bam. It, it, this is another one of those shows, Hicks, yeah. that I can't believe we're almost, you know, we're in the last hour. It's wild. It just zooms by. It's fucking It just zooms by. Fast. Now, um, here's the great thing for me about the book. I wasn't a real big Megan McCain fan before the book because I had only seen some of that... TV stuff that gets done. And when I saw her the other night on Lato, I wasn't... Even then, I'm like, I feel like he's just hitting the surface. When I saw her on The View, same thing, where it kind of makes her right wing. Uh-oh, she made a mistake. We've tricked her into saying gay marriage. <laughs> Got her. Got you. you know? But the reality of it is, she's way more complex than that. And actually, Michael Ian Black is more complex than you think. And it has that tendency of funny people being smart, which they swore to us wasn't true in school. Yeah, if you they, were yeah. the clown, you're just a fucking moron. You're the asshole. Everybody look at him. He's going to jail one day. <laughs> fucking good luck. School of hard knocks, little dude. So let's keep this uh, going. For first responders, and uh, we'll do that by the end of the show today. Also, another unmasked uh, coming up, and this is going to be an SNL long timer. Oh, this shit. person is probably one of the longest people ever to be on SNL. That's awesome. Certainly, he's got to be in the top five. Um. This is a great story up on the iBank. Team survives spear to the brain. And there's actually even a picture of the spear oh, what the fuck? going right through the brain. The kid was not only didn't pass out, stayed talking to them the whole time. And the doctors say, since teenagers aren't using their brains yet, that this was untouched. There was no memory in there. There was no decision-making abilities. Look at that fucking brain. It is just skewered. Mm. By the way, anyone who puts spear chuckle on there is a racial. 
Not a racist. A racial. Dead person. Do you have any prejudice that you got to deal with? I was a white man. Yeah. I mean, is there anything out there that you go, I know I'm a little prejudiced to this? When um, sometimes when the immigrants here in America don't know English Faith. very well. Oh, okay. You get mad at them. I Like at the bodegas in my neighborhood. So you're racist. Uh, well, I don't up, know if I'm a racist. You're straight up racist. Fez, what about for you? Yeah. Uh, it's with the cab drivers in particular. Really? Yeah. And uh, for me, and this is... You know, it's tough for me to say because I yeah. consider myself somewhat progressive. Yeah. It's the facts. All right. We were ta- all oh, taking right. our time to say what we were. You know, I, I have felt two. like we created this. I have two. <laughs> you, I, I forgot I, about oh, that Oh, you just one. now remembered that. This is the exact opposite of the book because you're getting mad. This should be a starting place for us. Okay? A starting place. And you're not even curious why. Why are you? Why do you have that? Now, now you're just repeating what because I said why, you know. What I mean, no, you just repeated. I don't even think that you're interested. I'm very interested. Seriously? Yes. And why you would use that word? Oh, I thought it was the fun word because I hear them saying it all the time. Yeah. F this and f that. Mm. So, are you really interested or not? Well, this yes. could be a starting spot for us. Yes. Let's start this from like, here. This is our own America, you sexy bitch. And you know what? She says, "Bitch." And she's a girl, so, you know, feminist, bop, mm-hmm. get it together. All right, this is like our RV across the country. So what do you I'd mean like... by that? What do you mean? Well, that's what Michael Ian Black and Meghan McCain did in the book. You read the book? No, I flipped through it, though. What's that like, just to flip through things? Mm. Uh, so where were we? You were going to tell me why you had a prejudice against gays. Oh, because they fucked monkeys and started AIDS. Oh, so that's my big problem. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? It's in that book. It's in uh, oh. America, You Sexy Bitch. Oh, I'm going to go Don't think it's in check there. the appendix for AIDS. Um, there it is. That's not where you get it. But that's, what, that's how they started it, though. First responders, head on over to the iBang today. We got... And it's so great because... I thought I was going to not like this book. I thought it was a throwaway book, which I kind of despise throwaway books. But that, when it has substance, that's, that's fucking fantastic. It's great they actually went on a road trip. I like that. They actually didn't like each other through a lot of it. <laughs> they would get really mad. And most of the time, if you were being totally honest, Michael Ian Black is kind of the prick because, like a guy, he doesn't care. That she's upset. Like, like when you read her part, she'd be like, Michael's mad, and we really should, you know. And like he would just be like, she's mad. You know how they get, or women get. You know, and just dropped it. and She'll get over it. And that made me see a lot of myself. Um, so Michael Ian Black's Twitter is at Michael Ian Black. Megan McCain, that's at McCain Blogette on Twitter. That's a weird Twitter name, huh? Yeah, I wonder if Megan McCain was already taken. Uh, tomorrow at 1 p.m., uh, Polo would like to talk to us. All right. So would you like to lock him in there? I will lock that shit in. Why are you going to say shit all the time? Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, so many of these. Oh, we got more Kate Upton uh, pictures. 
and the kid up to like trailer. Yeah, yeah. This this isn't just pictures. Now we can learn about her. She tells us her likes and dislikes. Also, a little not safe for work. I'll, t- I'll throw that out there. It's her in her fucking GQ uh, photo shoot with Terry Richardson. Her and Terry Richardson seem pretty close these days. You know, some friends of mine. Ever since that video, saw Terry Richardson in the uh, on the streets of New York. Yeah, and they treated it to me like, guess who we saw today? Like they were saying De Niro or Pacino really? or something. Yeah, they were thrilled to see Terry Richardson, the photographer. I like Terry Richardson. I've talked to other photography friends who do not. Really? Yeah, they're like, well, he doesn't even try anything. A lot of times he just shoots with an iPhone. Um, Wait, he fucks around. I remember, I think the first time I, just, like, I saw this stuff in like Vice Magazine back yeah. in the day. The first stuff is I saw. Um, Joe, you're on the Run Fez show. Joe. Joe. Hey, Ron. I know uh, Fez is gay or sometimes asexual, but did you catch him at all staring at uh, Megan McCain's tits? I can honestly say no, he did not. He was a perfect gentleman with her. anywhere else? But there has never been an occasion, never been an occasion of Fez, I thought, crossing the line with a young lady. I'm proud to say that. Fez is a class act. That'll never happen, where I get inappropriate with a young lady. Uh, If you'd like to head on over and be part of this contest, be a first responder, uh, support this, and uh, support us with this, and we'll make sure we keep getting you great prizes. Uh, We're going to be giving out a couple of books by the end of the show, signed by the writers. It's uh, both names are up on the iBang and get on up on it. Uh, because of you guys, because of the first responders, we are getting uh, a, a lot of great bookings. Oh, yeah. By the way, do you think Terry Richardson has sex with all these women that he does all these things with? At least some. Some of them he's bagging up. He, I think he's having sex with Kate Upton for real, though. I mean, he can get women to do anything. Yeah, they don't care. Like famous women, like fucking, just famous women just doing fucking sexy ass shit in, in his photos. Who's some of the ones? I know we got the Gossip Girls just fucking. Oh, they pissed in a bucket in front of him, which I was shocked to see. <laughs> Hot. Um. So stay on this. Be a first responder. The pit doc come in. <laughs> Pit Doc called me from the road. Cancelled. He's still coming in. He's gonna be a little later. His through the heat, his car overheated, but he's Oh, I don't doubt it. He's about to hit the the tunnel. He should be hopefully well, be here in twenty minutes. Tell him not even to worry about it because, you know, it's just awful these days. It's just awful. He called me very frantically. When I uh had to come in here today, uh I noticed that the people on the roads were angrier with each other. Because it was the first hot day. Yeah, the, I walked out. Just the humidity just fucking hit me in the face. I like to say utility, and then I go up for... All right, let's throw it All right, let's go back to playing our games, things that are your prejudice against. Right. Uh, again, Fez? Um, it, it, women. Just I, against the... Yes. Half the people you don't like? Well, like... You good, just don't like women? Good-looking women, like... that. With that seem to be flaunting it, I still I take them just as face value, mm. you know. So I have that. All right. What do you? What about you? 
Uh, cross-dressers. I don't like cross-dressers. Yeah, uh, for me... Pick a fucking clothing. Yeah. All right. And homos. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Fuck. That's All right. One. Now, you've already mentioned gays once. You see that he doesn't even seem real like he's playing a part. Like, this would be the first read that we would be doing. <laughs> um, we're just trying to get things out there. Get it out there. Let each other know what's going on. Pips, do you have a prejudice in your life? Uh, yeah, the uh, Russian people who are arrogant and don't speak English. Russian people are the new... Blame them on everything in, in New York. I noticed that. <laughs> they could be assholes. Takes all kinds, um, Ron. I don't know about Pips' prejudices, though. Um, by the way, Kathleen from the Bronx goes... Fezzy likes me. Does that mean I'm not good looking? That's exactly what Fez is saying. Yeah, no, it's it's HD, women that I don't know. HTG wants to know: Does this mean that I am not attractive? That's what he's saying. HTG. Um, Brazilian Julie says: Does this mean I'm a Brazilian dog? To Fez, yes. Yeah. The rest of us You're don't feel that mongrel way. to Fez. Let's bring our interns in and find unseen prejudice it's one of our favorite things yeah. to find prejudice where we did not know that it existed before and as we're doing that first responders stay on it not much time left it's at michael ian black on twitter and at mccain blogette be a friend to us and be that first responder. Now, you know how we're playing this game? And we're, by the way, did you like our guests today? Yeah, I really like the guests. I can't wait to read the book, actually. Are you a... You're like a young Megan McCain, because I see you as being somewhat conservative. Um, yeah, I would say most of the time I'm a little yeah. on the conservative side, like her. Uh, I'm technically independent, yeah. and I don't haven't really made up my mind about yeah. a specific party yet. But I would say more of the time I'm conservative. Yeah. You know, I would have been, like, when, when Mike William Black was laughing and said, why don't you change your party? It never occurs to me to go and start trouble like that where I don't need to. <laughs> I just look like, well, now I'm stuck with it. I'm stuck with it. But I think I've never... Uh, voted Democrat in my life until the Bush years, and then that whole thing weirded me out, so I kind of just went against him. But never uh, did I ever vote for a Democratic president, I mean. Um, what do you have as a prejudiced Kokomo Joe? Uh, Secret prejudice, and be honest here, because like Megan McCain and Mike William Black were being... Um, mine's uh, people who don't know basic U.S. geography. That so you have a geo prejudice? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's become you, because you grew up in Minnesota, yeah. the deep south. Yeah. So you don't like <laughs> when people. Well, do you feel like people don't know where your hometown is? Well, it's not even that, but just more like I, I lived in LA for a year, and I would just people would be like, "Wait, you're from Minnesota? Like, what do you do there?" And I'd be like, "You know, like there's a city there. There's like people located there. Yeah, you know." So you're saying, I'm going to tell you the truth, you're uh -huh. really prejudiced against L.A. people. Yeah. Or else hipsters that look down on the Midwest. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and Spicks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm half Puerto Rican, sorry. So, oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> I thought we were in big trouble. Dump. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you could be Puerto Rican and live in St. Paul. <laughs> St. Pablo. Well, I'm one, grew up. one of three. Yeah. Do you have a secret prejudice? It's one um, that you can work on and try to get better yeah, at. Yeah. People that have no common courtesy. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm a waitress, so I deal with that a lot. Jews. Gotcha. <laughs> like, hey, get me another bagel. I know. It's Chaim. tough. <laughs> what did they say? Chaim. Oh, God. You, are you joking, sir? Yeah. No, Chaim. <laughs> yeah. It's my Hebrew, you know? A little you guys uh, love the Unmasked. You guys did your first Unmasked, right? Yeah, yep. very good. Yep. actually said to me, and they said it with their two new friends, uh, that they want to take over Unmasked and push you guys out. Oh, what the fuck? They think they could do it yeah, a lot better. That's all. Horseshit. And I need young blood in my these kids are, are connecting me to the streets. I ain't yeah. young, Ron. Yeah. Come on. I'm well, still they, in my fucking swinging 20s here. They taught me about something that you never taught me about. That? that was Pinterest. So now I'm going to start Pinterest more. That's just a fad that's going to pass. Don't All right, worry. Come on. He's sitting right here. He said that's fad. <laughs> oh, that's different then? Yes. Um... It is weird how we do have, like, if somebody says to you, uh, I am anti-choice, right? Uh-huh. Would that turn you off? Would that be a turn-off? No, I mean, it's not really it's their opinion, their to decision. To me, it's almost immediate. Like, I mean, bing, it's a woman. idiot. Like, what? <laughs> I know a lot of people anti-choice. Really? Because I oh. went to Catholic school. Um, so I... They, we sent, my high school sends like 40 kids to the pro-life rally uh -huh. in D.C. every year, and they're big on the pro-life. And that gives them a chance to spend the time with the elderly who also go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they actually made me, in my morality class, watch a video of someone get an abortion. And it was probably the most disgusting thing I've ever watched. Yeah, it's never good. Can't be good, you know. So. I watched one of those, too. And I saw my ex-girlfriend in it. I'm like, oh, I remember that night. <laughs> and like, you just heard me like just kind of beeping into the Trans Am, like, let's go. Sorry. Wow. Because I didn't like to go all the way inside. I felt yeah. like it was stupid. And plus. Plus, is that 75 bucks <laughs> yeah. down the drain right yeah, there? Oh, geez. Cheaper in St. Paul, I guess. <laughs> um, all right. So we're already doing uh, a next. I missed, um, which is what, before we get to this one. We've got something planned next Tuesday, right? That's right. That's with Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. And you're like, well, that's so great. Fuck yeah. You know, I guess that'll be it for a while. You're not going to be able to go around and compete with uh, that type of deal. I mean, Jesus Christ, Eugene Levy, he's the man. He is the man. And so many people... Are excited about this. As a matter of fact, we're going to have to say no to a lot of people that we actually like. Hey, them's the breaks. The good thing, too, is some, we're going to be able to say no to some people that we don't like. Perfect. That's the best part. Cool. Yeah. It's always good. It's awesome. what, what day is Levy? Levy Wednesday. is next Wednesday. All right, next Wednesday. 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 Next Wednesday. Is um, next Friday, which is the start of our vacation. Uh, which now we, I guess, won't start it then. And Chris Stanley, I need you to change your travel plans. Oh, all right. Should we start the vacation anyway or just come in without Chris that day and then save that Monday? Uh, let's, let's start the vacation. Then, then I'm not coming in and doing a mess. Oh, then, yeah, well, then we'll wait. What? What is he saying? Then we'll wait. What is he talking about? I guess do the show on Friday, I think he's saying. Yeah. Without me. Maybe we should. 
I got to fucking call my travel agent. Why don't we do a Davy Mac fill-in day? No Pepper Hicks, all Davy Mac. Let's see if Dave's around. Maybe Big Earl. But that way you can take the Monday, which you normally, when you travel, you need anyway because you can't leave the country that you went to. <laughs> really um, unforeseen circumstances here. By the way, all right, so this next gentleman was busted in a very nice island place. Oh, no. For having a little Coke on a dollar bill, which if you spend any time in the islands, all the money has a little bit of Coke on it. All the money test. Shit. Mm -hmm. They did a thing when I was lived in Miami, and all the... Uh, so everyone's banging yeah. rails. It's fucking... I took forensics, and there was an experiment where we tested dollar bills for cocaine, and almost all of them had them. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, especially the hundreds because I like to look good when I do it. Yeah, baller, but mine, the, the they tested mine, and it had cocaine on it. And I said that's because I'm not done with it yet. <laughs> and I finished that up. I felt so much better about myself. You know, it made me feel like good. I'm a good person. Yeah. This is a drug, an outside drug. Um. So. Uh, Let's announce this. Uh, probably one of the longest SNL careers. Did you check on that? Uh, Been there with like 10 years or something crazy? Yeah, ridiculously long. Uh, 14 years. 14, 14 years. Yeah. And yeah. it is the longest. It says, wow. well, Wikipedia says it's the longest. Now, Bill Murray, who got famous, did four years. John Belushi, four years. This 14. gentleman did 14 years yeah. on Saturday Night Live. Um, and did most of the political stuff as long as he was, was there, as well as a lot of news people. But his, when you do the definitive president on Saturday Night Live, to me, that becomes history. Chevy Chase started it off doing Gerald Ford. All he was doing was falling down. That became it from that point on, though. Uh, this man pulled off the definitive Bill Clinton where everybody else was just doing an impression of his impression. Yeah, killed it. Uh, next Friday, unmasked taping, 3.30 in the afternoon, and he's written a very dark book about his life. I want to read this book. It's depressing, dude. Yeah, it's it's drugs. It. It's cutting, oh, which shit. I'm not even used uh. to, you know, adults doing, males anyway. Uh... But it's really, really honest. Daryl Hammond. Daryl nice. Hammond <laughs> is going to be here. That's awesome. And you want to be in for this because he goes deep. Deep. Now, when you send in, because we've got so many that we're booking at the same time, please write Daryl Hammond. Yeah, put it in. On, on your uh, unmasked request. Differentiate that shit. Yeah. So you guys excited about this one? I'm very, very excited. excited. Uh, you guys are having... Ah, seriously. Jinx. Yeah. There's oh. no intern too big to get in between you guys. Really. <laughs> no. <laughs> None. Maybe it's time to play the song again. I Maybe, think we should yeah. play the song again. We'll get, she, by the way, I have to tell you this, Sam. You were so funny today. When you were like, no, play it, it's good. <laughs> I think you're really going to like it, it's good. <laughs> I'm then a bad liar. I haven't even just like, I couldn't wait. And then you were 100% correct. Yeah. It was the greatest song. <laughs> and it was maybe the rock savior. Maybe this be, is yeah. what's saving rock and roll. It's a treat. Um, let's give it a little listen here. <laughs> 
My heart is really low Ain't no intel on wildness, baby If you need me, call me Even in your car I hope you have scars I do, Dana Just come to my desk And put your worries to rest And just grab on my chest Cause baby, we can get high enough Get fucked up and do other stuff Cause there ain't no That's uncomfortable. <laughs> All right, so the Unmasked taping with Daryl Hammond uh, next Friday. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Here's uh, Tom in South Dakota. You're on my Fez. Hey, hey, Ronnie, when I was going through school, it was either pro-life or, you know, people for uh, the, the other way. It was never this anti-choice. Oh, really? Well, what, yeah, did so you, like, what did you call it? I don't understand when it changed. So you got pro-life? Oh, I, I had only heard anti-choice. I had never heard pro-life. What? That, no, I would never heard it that way. But, you know, maybe it's an East Coast thing. But that have you ever heard pro-life as? No, I, I, that, that came way down the road. Really? To me, yeah. I because only heard it as it, pro-life. If you're pro-choice, you can also, one of the things that you can choose is life. So with pro-choice, you get to do both. Yeah. Um, I, I just feel like there's a lot of choices before you have to get an abortion. Right? So that's yeah, like, like the last choice. Really. Where, when you go. Let's go over here to. He says his name is Ian from Pittsburgh. Hey, Ian. Uh, it's actually Ian, but that's okay. okay. Hey, Rod, I was wondering if, if your two interns could, could do a follow up to their first smashed hit, uh, the song from Juno. Oh, that song that ended it? Yeah. All right, that's actually pretty nice. Uh, three o'clock snack is up. Obviously, I don't want Catholic Sam to look at this. Hide your eyes. Don't look. Oh, uh, not looking. Good, don't worry. Good girl. Stay a good girl and keep your TV eyes. Hopefully. It's girls with chicken pox today. Oh, no. And, oh, disgusting. Um, why? You never had chicken pox? I had, like, yeah, I had back when I was a little kid, yeah. But still, isn't it, like, all fucking, just, like, Weird pox all over your fucking arms. Boy, you're so descriptive. Really? I can't remember what happened. Like fucking you, chicken pox. You paint a story with words <laughs> in a way that I can't. I just, I feel like it's story time, and I'm just hanging on every word. That's right. Isn't it like some fucking shit that happens? <laughs> Ain't that it? Like a fucking thing? Seriously. Uh, it's itchy, right? Chicken pox is itchy. Oh, it's horribly itchy. When I got it, I was older. I was in the ninth grade. And it itched so much. Matter of fact, I pitched the, I picked the first one. I got left with a scar, you know, because I was like, I don't know what the hell that is. I just kept picking it. And now I got like a hole there. But then when it came on, it itched and it stunk. That's fucking nasty. Yeah, yeah it was terrible. Disgusting. Yeah, that's gross. Do, do you guys ever get it before? When I was three. Yeah, I was three old. also. I got it when I was thirty. Oh, that's isn't right. It, isn't it that called can be dangerous as right. an adult? Yeah. Isn't it called not chicken pox? Yeah, isn't it could turn you gay. Name? Measles. No, Fez. Still chicken pox. Oh. I hadn't gotten into shingles territory oh, yet. Shingles, oh, shingles. That was yeah. what I was saying. Fez got that um, July 4th, 1976. It was the bicentennial. He was 30 years old. And it was so exciting for him because he's like, look, today I'm a man. 
Uh, did it itch like hell for you, Fez? Itch like hell. They were the the. I remember you went on TV after. Yeah, and he was all. <laughs> he had to go do a TV thing, and he was all blotchy and stuff. And then we told him to go nuts on this show, and he did. <laughs> Like he went in and started throwing stuff. Like he said, he hated the show. It was just, it was like one of those mornings. That's awesome. Like, yeah. So we were mad at the guy for some reason. Uh, me and my partner at the time. So we told Fez, like, when you go over there, just go bananas and start knocking his set over. And Fez didn't do that, but he was like throwing some of the cushions around. But you could also see these marks all over. <laughs> <laughs> they were down my throat. I had them oh. inside private areas. Oh. Mm-hmm. This was pre-YouTube too, right? So yeah. we can't look at oh! hey. Yeah, you're right. He's yeah. old. But YouTube had broke like maybe a month later. No. I just missed it. <laughs> no. No. It was actually uh, pre-cable TV. At the time, there was only two stations. <laughs> um, I'm looking at Ray in Canada, and I believe, I believe that this is going to be a prank caller who runs by the name of Radio Shark. Oh. Ray. Ah, uh, good guess, but not. Uh, oh, who's the real Ronnie. person? Okay, wow. Wow. all right, good. Wow. Hey, uh, Ronnie B. A. Fezzy Shingles. Nice to talk to you guys. Sure, it's good to talk to you too, baby cakes. Uh, <laughs> excited about the. Uh, Daryl Hammond interview, Ronnie. I heard him in a, doing an interview up here in Canada. This guy wa- went through hell in his life. He, well, let me uh, put him back into it. He's, oh, his no. hell is not over until he gets unmasked. <laughs> and, and, You're going to uh, be you know, unmasked, I'm going to say to him. <laughs> or should I just go like this? Bang, bang! You got unmasked. <laughs> I like that. Or just try to pull his face off. <laughs> now, I've just been... Looking um, over a little bit of his book, do you have a number one for you so far, Hicks? This is a fucking good one. I'm going to go... Oh, I'm in trouble. Uh, Girls with polka dots is what it is. I'm not sure where I'm going to go with this one. Uh, let's go over to Nick in Texas. You're on the Run of Fest show. Nick, we got you, buddy. He actually had a question for Joe. Oh. And then he was oh. killed. Joe's <laughs> picking up fans. Oh, cool. None of them work in the business where it looks like. Yeah, a lot of them drive. Never mind. You got to remember this. This is radio where they know music. Mm-hmm. And look at the stuff that you've been producing in. Yeah. Which may or may not be considered music. I'm not sure myself. Are you starting to say you made a mistake by keeping a steady boyfriend when you could have had a shot at Kokomo Joe? I don't know. Yeah. That's a know. yeah. That's a yes. Would you keep it quiet for her if she d- spends a, dumb, a summer on the DL with you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we just said it on Nash on radio, so I don't know if that's, radio. if that's too quiet now. Hicks, did you have a pick on today's three o'clock stack? Give me row two, number one. Really? She's classy. Hmm. All right, so I'm going to go the opposite of classy, and I'm going to go two four, which is about. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think we even have it as look at my blank on there. Um, oh, this is Charlie Sheen got called this broad in the New York hotel room. This is Capri Anderson. Oh, Capri Anderson. Mm. Yeah. Who I'm looking at this. It's kind of started off as his, his downward spiral there. Uh, guess what? She's in first place right now. Wow, Capri. Congratulations. Uh, I thought I was fooling around. So she was the one who stole this watch and made him go batshit. Yeah, and like uh, the cops came or whatever, and she was like hiding in a closet or the bathroom because she thought he was gonna fucking kill her. And then, then after that happened, then the fucking other fucking porn stars in California and the Seven Gram Rocks, and then the rest is history. Can you tell any of this without cursing? Please. I don't know. When you know I got Sam here. All right, Sam. I this is my weekend with Sam. I got to take care of. I'm taking her to Goonie Golf and pizza <laughs> later. Um. What about characters for you, Joe? Have you thought about any crazy characters that you can do? No. Um, you being half Spanish and all. No, but I can. I'm pretty versatile, I like to believe. Really? I don't think so at all. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if you are, you wouldn't all stay right. with that person. She's my impression of Batman. Yeah, let's hear it. I'm Batman. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty on. You got any more jokes? I know you tell a lot of great jokes. Um, yeah, I have a joke about Catcher in the Rye. Oh, sure. It's okay. well, current. Well, what? Right from the headlines, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do a 1957 <laughs> joke here for everybody. Goes, uh, what's, catch- what's holding Caulfield's favorite kind of bread? Uh, banana. Oh, you thought I was gonna say right? Nah, it, it's banana. You got it's in the subtext. You gotta read it. That's it. <laughs> okay, I definitely think that you should at least wait for me to say right. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, let me let me write this down. Yeah, that one didn't seem so much as a monologue, but as a fight with yourself. Okay. Yeah. Um. By the way, do you like the book? Yes. Oh, yeah. I've read it a few times. Yeah. yeah. Did you feel like him? Did you feel like Holden Caulfield? No. Times? Well, you when I read it, with a hunting cap on. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I'm always talking about girls I play chess with, and yep. Let's see if Fez read Catcher in the Rye. Would you guys bet yes or no on it? Yes. I would say yes. Mm-hmm. I bet no. Now every teenager in America has read Catcher in the Rye. Fez, have you? No, I haven't. Oh. I was trying to get the uh, Doppler effect going. <laughs> like, like yeah. You're going to be a lot of different Trying people. to pan left to right. From, um, yeah. See who's winning on that. I want everybody to go over and take the 3 o'clock snack today. I voted for the girl who's just sitting in the most... Oh, I was going to say sluttiest, but... Yeah. <laughs> provocative. <laughs> provocative. Provocative is a better yeah. word. She's crushing right now. She's really open. Uh, another joke for you. Yeah. Come on. Oh, right now? Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. What? Uh, why do otters like T-Pain? Wait a minute. <laughs> why do otters like what? T-Pain. He's a... The rapper? Yep. Okay. T-Pain the rapper. Okay, why? why do otters like T-Pain? Uh, otter tune. He uses otter tune. It's really good. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. Really yeah, strong. it's super good. You know why? It's because it's mature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more, uh, more current. Yeah. You would do really well at like a kid party for rapper's children. <laughs> okay, <all laughs> they right. would love They would love that jokes. joke. Yeah. Hicks, um, anything you need to talk about before we get out of here today? Let's see. Is there anything on your head? And I think we got all the gay out of you, right, Fez? Got all the gay out of the way. Got to name the uh, first responders winners. Oh, uh, go ahead. Oh, shit. 
right, uh, for the Michael Ian Black, Das Herg, congratulations, you're the first responder there, and Bentonek, you win the Megan McCain Prize. Whoa! All right. Big winners. Exciting. We're worried about the heat out there today, huh? It's bad. Pit Doc's car broke down. <laughs> Still? I don't know. Why don't we just stay in here with our ice cream today? Sounds good. And that way we don't have to go out at all. Delicious Young's. Young's, thank you so much for sending this. Mm -hmm. It's for uh, the young at heart, we like to say. That's us. Is that a little bit? Very yes. good. Um, wow. Look at that picture of 2-4. Just completely open and her little panties. Yeah, I don't even know those qualifies panties. Mm -hmm. Now you have to say to yourself, what kind of girl? You know? Oh, what girl. kind of girl? Enjoys a pool? It's like this is just what she's the in. kind of girl who likes Charlie Sheen. So, yes. so she must be with a low kind of low life guy. By the way, his new show is starting soon. Anger management. And no one has talked about it yet of no one's seen it or reviewed it. But the Sorkin show. Yeah. Which we were all pumped up News, for. Newsroom. Getting terrible really? reviews. Because yeah. I can't wait to see that. I'm gonna watch it too. Me yeah. too. Aaron Sorkin went to Syracuse. Oh, you know, Classic. so did Zito, and did he? Yeah, did not know that. But didn't he? Couldn't he How? tell personality alone? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and plus the fact that he wears tons of uh, Zito gear. I mean, uh, Syracuse gear, which I now call Zito gear. Uh, uh, <laughs> <coughs> sorry, you, really I was trying to start it too. All right, why don't you try one? All right. No. No. You gotta wait until Still a moment. There. Yeah. You choose your moment. Yeah. Um. All right. Could this be the baddest girl that's ever won three o'clock snack? Is she a bad girl? I'm gonna have to use a bad word here. Hua. Hua. Oh, Would you consider her Hua? <laughs> no. She was with Charlie Sheen for money. So? She stole his watch. So. Mm -hmm. You know what? This is a song that maybe you kids can go and redo. Tell that book. Yeah, you know what I mean? Bring it into the new millennium okay. for me. Okay, I can you know? do that. One thing about him. Make it small, please. Okay, sorry. It's like you're trying to annoy. I don't. What? No. <laughs> did you get a chance to meet Megan McCain? I did not. She would have been perfect. She would have been crazy about you. <laughs> that one of the things about being an intern here is they should get a chance to meet the people that could help their careers, Hicks. I know. Should be able to give her a pound and blow it up. <laughs> Remember, I got I introduced you to the guy who was in that Madden thing that you loved. Oh, fucking Andrew WK, baby. Why do you get to drop the F-bomb? Why can't you just say Andrew D WK? Did I drop the F-bomb? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. You don't even know you're dead. Yeah. Tough. That's fucking weird. You <laughs> use it like other people use Mr. or Mrs. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! What the fuck? Yeah. You're right, he is an asshole. <laughs> I don't know if it makes me an asshole. Well, who's she? She's a good actress. Aaliyah Love. <laughs> I don't think... Uh, uh, by the way, I just want to point out, yeah. in, the, in this day and age, how many people use Mr. and Mrs. Do you ever say that to anyone? <laughs> Mr. Bannington? There's not one person here, including the CEO of the company, that I call Mr. 
I'll be like this. Meow. So, I can't imagine doing the Mr. thing. Big M dog. I think that you have to do that when you're a child. Mm-hmm. But my worst thing in the world is when I watch that Trump show and those people call Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump, it isn't like that. I tried to put up the sign <laughs> and the other star wouldn't let me, Mr. Trump. I'm like, it's fucking Donald or T-Bone. You don't have to call him Mr. Trump. I think you would do well on that show. No. I'd be out within the first episode. But my favorite thing on that show, and not everybody is going to understand it, but when Penn came in and I was teasing him about going up to Trump's apartment, and he basically he said it's the whale suite from Vegas, which when you go to Vegas... If you drop a million dollars, they give you the gaudiest suite in the world. Uh-huh. It's just really tacky. And they put Arabs and Asians in there. And they think it's classy. And that's what Trump lives in all the time. All right. That's it for us. A lot of fun today. It's an intern summer. Interns are killing it this year. I think it's just going to get bigger. Hopefully. Uh, that'll be it for us. See you guys back in here tomorrow. And that's the end of my show, Donk. This has been the Run and Fed.